There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now we're live. You just fooling. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like a lag, I guess. Took a second. <clears throat> but uh, nevertheless, we are currently live and uh, just waiting on you to do your uh, your thing. All right. Done. You know what? Oh, what is that? Oh, my gosh. What? Did I beat you? I think you did beat me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> getting there, getting slow there, old man. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. The, it's never, the monkey box is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Never get like super involved in anything right before a show. Oh, uh, trust me, I've done that. Because when you're super involved in doing something else, and then all of a sudden you got to shift gears, it's not always that easy because your mind is still processing or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, all right, let's do this. Yep. Uh, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Shut up and sit down. Boom. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I am the Street Certified Dope Doctor, Louis Delgado, here with you. It's a beautiful Friday if you're watching it live. Um, yeah, it's Friday, man. This week uh, kind of flew by. Friday, uh, Friday, Friday. Friday. And that's the Dharma guy right there. That's Trinity Phillips. What's up, brother? Hey, hey. What's going on, man? Good, man. And we are Dope and Dharma. Uh, but today's version of Dope and Dharma is known as We the Middle. It's where two nonpartisan, non-party affiliates, us, independents, um, talk political issues. Uh, so that you Crips on the blue side and you Bloods <laughs> on the red side can have at it. No, not really. Uh, we got some so, doozies today, though. I gotta say, right. So you know, we're we're in the middle perspective. We believe that most people, whether they you know carry a, a Crip rag or a blood rag, we feel that most people are kind of in the middle anyway. Uh, but <laughs> TV and the media does sensationalize the far left and the far right, and and uh, those sides love to do battle and they love to get us all in an uproar. So we like talking about pol politics from a, just a middle perspective and hopefully we can just make sense of some of the stuff that we're watching and seeing. Uh, and that's today's issue. And there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on right now that both sides are talking about. So yes, there's so, a couple that uh, I did not put on here, but they were mostly just, uh, I think uh, a cool thing or I don't know if you right. want to call it cool, but right. I think uh, an interesting thing for us to do um, is to touch on the deaths that have right. taken place. Cause right. there's been a couple uh, pretty interesting ones or serious ones, right? So we'll, we'll start with that just to get that out because I think that that feels benign. It okay. feels like there's no uh, argument there. There's no well, you know craziness there. Before going into that, a couple things, a little housekeeping. Um, Trinity, if you could tell everybody how they could listen or watch, uh, that that would help, and how they could follow that way it just makes it yes, easier next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to uh, uh, watch us live on Monday evenings, Tuesday afternoons, or Friday afternoons. You could do so on uh, Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube. Look under Dope and Dharma. Um, and if you'd like to listen to us at your leisure, no matter what it is you're doing, um, you can do that on any major podcast platform by looking up Dope and Dharma. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a and, uh, couple more things, because you, you said death, so I got to bring up, you know, tw tw twice yesterday I found out about two people that I knew about uh, that passed away, so condolences. Uh, one was a year ago. I just didn't know. Uh, wow. and, you know, it's one of those uh, people that, you know, kind of at a distance, you know, and right. Facebook reminds you it's their birthday and you find out, wow, they passed away since last birthday. Dude, it's happened a lot to me, actually. So that's unfortunite for I Greg feel like Weiss, such an asshole too when that happens, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've done it multiple times and I did it again. <laughs> like I wished happy birthday and somebody comment, oh, right. they're dead. I'm like, oh, right. I'm sorry. Like I right. didn't I don't know what to do right now. Right. Right. I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's happened to every single one of us, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so uh rest in peace, Greg Weiss. Uh, you know, unfortunate overdose death for him. And then um 
Uh, Ian Greenfield was a little bit more of a shocker and stunner because everybody had been sending around, uh, you know, word that at an, a local Narcotics Anonymous meeting right there in Edgewater, there was a shooting, right? There yeah. Was a guy that went in. Yeah. I, was, I meant to talk to you about shot, that. Shot a guy, held a girl hostage, shot her, you know, beat her up, then shot her, then shot himself. And people were sending this to me, but it had no name. So I figured, all right, you know, I must not know anybody that was involved. But, it, you know, it's a horrible thing that happened. Uh, and yesterday I go speak in Daytona. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, after the event was over and I was leaving, um, I was asked about a certain individual, Ian Greenfield. And I said, yeah. And, and I was like, man, you just mentioned his name as if he was passed away. He goes, yeah, he's, he's, uh, the guy that got shot, um, at the place. And it was wow. like, dang, man, I can't believe Ian Greenfield, um, kind of sucks, man, just to hear stuff like that. You know what I mean? That, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's horrible for anybody. You know, it, it shouldn't be a big difference when you know the person, but it is, um, right. you know, because we're human. And so as humans, we tend to respond a little bit more when it's someone either that we feel close to or that we know right. uh, or we're fond of. You know, yeah, yeah. Like so, so it's just unfortunate. It just really sucks. I've heard that. But it, anyway, so that's the death part. So now let's get to the other stuff. Well, that wasn't the celebrity death that I was referring to, but. What, you're talking about Olivia Newton-John? We had Bill Russell, Olivia Newton-John, and then it looks uh, like apparently Anne Heche is not going to make it. She's in yeah, coma. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you know, so hopefully she does well. Hopefully she does pull out of it, but it doesn't. Uh, they're saying good, that right? they're only keeping her alive right now to figure out which organs they can donate. So. Oh, wow. Like, and I think Anne Heche is kind of a big name. Like, yeah. I do. I, I, like she's been All three of those before. names are big. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know anybody that would argue that the other two names are big. You know, um, I call Dana Olivia Newton-John. That's, that's my Sandra <laughs> D, man. So right. my wife is Sandra D. You know, sure. so that's horrible, but but yeah, so and Haitian, I can't. That's that sucks, man. Well, that one came out. I got an over. Right? I mean, because it was you know uh, unfortunate the way it happened. Um, it, it, you know, Bill Russell. I think we all kind of knew he was getting up there in age. Although I didn't, right. he seems like he was doing well the last several times because he presents the MVP trophy um, every year, and and I never got an indication from the way he looked that he wasn't doing well. So, right. um, but I, I think the NBA actually announced that they're going to retire the number six everywhere because of him which is kind of a cool gesture wow never heard of such um, thing what's weird man because they know so in all the the who's the greatest discussions I, I think many of us universally hands down agree that jordan is it all right which is weird because bill russell has got like 12 rings man <laughs> i mean you know he is probably yeah. one of the greatest winners of our time and yet he's not really at the top of most people's lists as far him as and kareem ever. him and kareem yeah. get get yeah. get the uh, the disrespect like, no love man no no so weird but no. anyways yeah, let's uh, let's get into topics, man. I just uh, I I I felt the need to at least acknowledge okay. those those deaths. All right, you so, know that that's something that probably neither the left or right can fight about. So that maybe uh, that you'd be surprised. Was, I'm sure was, somebody <laughs> can fight. Like these people could fight over anything at this point. Maybe it was a conspiracy. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. So what? What? For, what? You know. Put it up, man. You you put up the topic, and and I'll jump on. What, All what, right. What you well, let's first? just let's let's go ahead and hit the one that is on everybody's list. At the what moment. is it? Like the oh, Trump the raid. Trump raid. The Trump raid. Oh my yeah. god. So, first, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. This is such a big animal right now. You know, I I think it's look as big of a deal as it is. Right, as big <clears throat> of a deal as it is. I think it's kind of funny that I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching CNN right, and they go, "This is a moment." We're, we're all going to remember where we were. Like, I, was I, like, I don't no, remember where I was at. I don't remember where I was when I heard it. No. <laughs> Look, I know it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I think it's I personally think it's only going to be that big. I think in and of itself, it's a big deal because it's never happened that I'm aware of. Right. Um, but it, it, it's a big deal 
A, for the precedent that's going to set moving forward, I think. Um, and B, it's only a massive deal if they found anything. If they right. found something he shouldn't have and it's like right. legit, then yeah, that's, you know, like, whoa. Well, let me ask you a question on this. <clears throat> like, were you even surprised? I mean, it's a big deal, but they've been after this dude from moment yeah. one. So to me, yeah. it it's not even a surprise to me. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm right. shocked and going like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, of yeah. course they are. Of course this is how it was done. Yeah. Oh, right before midterms? Of course. <laughs> oh, right before announcing that you're going to go for presidency? Of course. And I'm not saying it is politically motivated because I don't know. I don't have the inside scoop on that. It definitely guy. feels that way. But, man, uh, I mean, it's not a surprise that they're doing it. I think what would be a surprise is if they finally got the Teflon Prez. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> dude, I swear it they got John Gotti and Capone quicker than they can get Trump. They just can't get this guy on anything. They've been trying to find something to get this dude on, and they just can't do it. Um, so what was your initial reaction? First of all, we know that there's come out news of what they're supposedly looking for and all that stuff. But what did you originally think they were looking for when you heard it? Um, gosh, man. Um, if I got to be what honest, was your first instinct, like when my, you heard it, the I radio's two- home. I had well, my immediate instinct was I don't really care if I'm <laughs> honest. My my immediate thought was like whatever, man. Like like you said, they're after this dude constantly, um, and I just I don't know. I have other things in my life that are more important to me than what is going on with them. Um, but then I, when I had a chance to actually like absorb what was happening, right? Um, I honestly didn't think they were looking for anything. I thought I my my gut feeling was they don't want him to run. And so they're doing everything and anything they can to tarnish him as much as they can mm. and to make everything a big deal. Because I think that the Democrats are hurting right now publicly. Mm. I think they need some some momentum to come to their side because at the moment there's not a lot of happy people. And one thing that, that all of them agree on is their hatred for Trump. And so anything they can do to, to stick it to him a little bit is going to get them back in some good graces and maybe win some votes that they might have previously lost. Um, cause that seems to be a very unifying thing is the hatred of Trump that still, for whatever reason, seems to be uh, right. high on a lot of their lists. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so I think that, um, because of all the other things that are happening right now that don't necessarily, uh, favor the, the Democrats, um, I think they needed to win and I think they viewed this as a win. Um, and it may well very turn out to be a win or it could turn out to be a loss, but I think that if it does turn out to be a loss, It'll probably happen so late into the game to where right. the votes won't be affected, kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, my first instinct was like, you know, like you said, like I kind of knew this was going to happen at some point. Maybe not this specific scenario, but I knew they weren't done, right. you know, witch hunting this dude. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely wasn't surprised. I mean, it didn't come as a shocker in, until people start saying it's the first time ever, and still they start like talking about it. Does it really resonate? Like, wait a minute. It's you're right. But I guess I feel like, well, yeah, but it also never happened the way it happened to him during presidency. We've never had a presidency where we actually try to convince the American people that all the the politicians prior to that person were honest. I mean, this was the first president that ever existed yeah. where all of a sudden every president before was, moral was a moral standard, was honest, was faithful, yeah. was a good man to women. I mean, this, this is the first time we ever had a president that all of a sudden they try to sell us 
on how great presidents have been in the past. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. look, look, they're the commander in chief. I respect them for who they are. I respect them for who the position is. But, you know, Trinity and I, I think, feel the same, that your local representation is a lot more impactful to your life yeah. than national representation. But that's how we're viewed on a national scale. So that's the way I look at it. Right. So so <laughs> when I heard it, I'm thinking, it's has got to be about January 6th, right? That, in my head, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. It's got to be about this January 6th because they've been on this January 6th deal the whole time. I, remember I, they, I think they know that's a losing argument right now. I think they've realized that that's not going to go anywhere. Right. But, <clears throat> but that was where my initial instinct was at, right. was it has to be related to that. Now, today, I mean, like what, you know, CNN's on right now, and they're talking about it being about nuclear papers. And I was, I'm thinking, but you wouldn't raid a house for that. You just... Yeah. Would you, I mean, would you raid a house for, 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 Who knows, man. you know, like, Hey, you're not supposed to have that. This, I, I equate this to like, if you're in jail and they do a lockdown and they, they search everybody, right. They go into everybody's uh, cell. <laughs> they down. Yeah. They, and, and they tear it apart and stuff like you only have to do that. If you know, you yeah. absolutely need to. I, I don't right? know. See, I'm of two minds right now. Right. Mm -hmm. On one hand, um, the only way I'm going to care about this is if they actually did find something, right? Like, I think if he, if he did break the law, then I don't care who you are. You should be held accountable, right? I don't think that he did. Right. I don't think they're going to find anything. Um, and, and so I, I, for me, the only way I'm going to really care about this and think this is a massive deal is if uh, uh, they find something, right? And I'm the opposite. But, I'm, I'm going to take the opposite track. But go ahead. The other, the other thing that bothers me, right? right? And I've seen a couple people talking about it. And I don't want to, I don't want to come off as one of those yeah butters kind of a guy, but I, I can't shake it. It's in my head. <laughs> so when this Jeffrey Epstein thing happened, right, right, that was a huge deal. Like right. I'm talking like earth shattering. Some of the names that were thrown out. I yeah. watched the documentary and it was yeah. like whoa, yeah. And then it just disappeared. And then the Giselle chick went to trial that wasn't even televised somehow that wasn't important enough to televise it but oj was um biggest, what is it the biggest johnny depp yeah exactly like she was tried and like found guilty of things and just up, ushered away yep. and like apparently like she didn't turn on anybody there was no black book like what happened <laughs> like how would this something seem so obviously like impactful major epic holy shit this is about to go down right and then just disappear and then they're gonna raid this dude's house like i right. i don't know it just it feels that's why it feels politically motivated because if you guys are really seriously all about justice and integrity then how did this entire thing go by with giselle maxwell and Ep jeffrey epstein and it's like non-existent anymore because they don't really care about women and, and it I wasn't think women already, it was the kids like the little girls it, it, whatever young women it, it, i think we've already made that point multiple times on this on this uh show where the people that claim to care about women's rights actually don't even do don't do anything actually for women or don't even support women <laughs> and the true rights for women so that that's that's yeah. all, all bs so that's why that's always gone but but anyway on that on this thing um so you get a search warrant to go into an ex-president's house to look for documents that all your other previous conversations, apparently he's being cooperative. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you think you have to show a lack of cooperation or a failure? I mean, isn't he like in court for another deal where like the very next day he's like pleading the fifth 
on the yeah. stand about a different deal. Yeah, and, and then the January 6th is a different deal. And then this is supposed to be a third deal. <laughs> Look, I'm going to take the opposite that you said that you're only going to care if he ends up being found guilty, right? If some, gonna, if they, if they legitimately found something, right. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to only care if he's found not guilty. And I'll tell you why, because if he's found not guilty, That's a dick moves, what that is, then, then first of all, you may look, look, uh, Crips, you may not have stolen the election the way he said you stole it, but you did manipulate the election by a lot of the non-investigating that happened prior to election time. You can't you can't say that you gave zero. You can you can't act like you gave equal attention to the Biden and the Hunter Biden information. You just can't because you didn't. And and that to they me, is, they didn't even not do it. They suppressed it. Like dude, they people on Twitter were being kicked off if they even mentioned it. Absolutely, and that's still something that it, it, we should investigate, right? There's been zero raids even on Hunter Biden's house, right? Zero <laughs> raids on on any Biden that I know. But but the point is, is that um, if this guy, if you don't find something to put this man in prison, you just guaranteed him a victory into the White House. How, that's what's bothering me. I was hoping that the Republican Party would find a different individual to go up against whoever is alive uh, on the Democrat side to go up against him. Right. You know, I, I, because we know that the Democratic Party right now is not looking for the best leader. They're basing their whoever they're going to put up, depending on whoever the Republicans put up They're 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 counterpunching. Right. We know Biden's not up there because you, you Crips thought he was the best leader. You just thought he could beat Trump, yeah. right? You didn't put Kamala up there because you thought she was the best number two. You put her up because, oh, this is how we're going to show that we care about black women. Um, so, so that is the problem with that party. The other party, they want to put someone else up. They wish they could put someone else up. But <laughs> yeah. Trump is a disruptor, and he keeps slapping the crap out of them, and he keeps being their best bet. So if you're going to go poke the bear – you're going to leave us with, with the bear again. Well, that means we're going to get Trump again. I guarantee <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know you if I see that happening. just guarantee this dude's presidency, and that's where I'm going to get a little frustrated about because then it's just going to be a lot of chatter, more disruption uh, for another four years, man. It's like, This is just not going to end. It's just going to be constant disruption. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, if I still see him running. I, I don't know if I see that. Uh, and if he does, I don't see him winning. Oh, there ain't no way that dude ain't running now, bro. There Maybe. ain't no way that dude ain't running now, dude. You, I, I think he might be the first president that wins the presidency while on probation. <laughs> I, I think, I think Trump, Trump, because remember, Trinity, seventy million people wanted him. Yeah. But the there was 70, some but, but the other, 70 the, something the, more million didn't want him. Didn't no, want him. they didn't want him, but they yeah. didn't want somebody. But they didn't but yeah. they weren't enamored with anyone. They voted yeah. against him. So, I don't so, know. so there's nobody on this planet that has enough of a following. It's an anti or a four. And but I think there's that there's nobody still else that has this kind of a following. In order for him to win, he would have to not only get all of the 70 plus million that already voted for him. But he would right. also have to win some from the other side, and I don't think he's done anything in the last couple of years to win. On the, I think there's still people who hate this dude, brother. Brother, I'm telling you, if they find nothing in this, and they and, and they start doing the, the the investigations that we all think that they should be doing, the the everything, you know what? 
when someone looks at you and they start accusing you of something, it's because they're really talking about themselves. Sure. So it 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 worries me that as much as they talk about him supposedly being a dictator, they're acting like dictators. Right. As much as they're saying he's hiding information, they're hiding information. As much as they said he he tried to steal an election, no, they stole an election. So so all these things are just like, whoa, man, this is really right. scary. Uh, that you guys are acting so much like children and you're supposed to be the executive branch, man. I want to, I want to respect you. I want to trust you. I want to, I want to look up to you. I want to, I want to, I, I so want to be proud of you. <laughs> I, I really do. I no, really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, but, I don't know if I buy it, dude. I just don't think I, I don't, you got to remember, man, I live in a house with, with one and I have a, a very close relative, my mother who um, are so anti-Trump. Like the the hatred is real, man. It really is, and I, I don't think that they're they're not alone. Obviously, yeah. I'm, so I just don't think he's gonna so, win. I just don't. It, you know, you you can hate him all you want. Um, you know what? There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that are hated. Uh, you yeah, know, but what Barry I mean? Bonds it, will never be in. Pete Rose will never be in. <laughs> Barry like, Bonds wasn't hated. He, he broke yeah. he broke a cardinal rule. Yeah, not, a lot of people hated him for no, that. No, they didn't really hate him and because they were doing the same thing. And, and Pete Rose, they love him. That, that's just a small group of individuals that, that use the power of their vote. Hatred um, is powerful, man. That's Pete what Rose I'm saying. Pete Rose is loved. Um, you know, the, the thing in like Richard Coleman on Facebook Live wants to come in bad. Let's bring him on, man. Get, 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 give him a link. Send him a link. Let's talk about yeah. Trump Ray. Let's see, what, let's see what the blood has to say. <clears throat> He's our blood brother. He's one of our blood brothers. All right. We need to get some. And by the way, if you're, if you're a crip out there, you know, we want you on the show, too. Let's get a crip on the show at the same time. Is anybody out there uh, a registered Democrat? Can you jump on the show with us too? Well, not just registered, but like you got to be an active Democrat. Like, yeah, you got to actually like you, you got to be, be a real crip. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to you got to be representing. Yeah, because if we're gonna if we're gonna bring a blood on, we got to bring a crip on. All right, uh, Richard, I'm gonna send it to your uh, your messenger right, on Facebook. Hopefully, here we go. <laughs> you look, man. I don't know. I just know they're all pissed, bro. They're angry. <laughs> They got you just you just pissed Both off. Both sides Everything. are pissed. Dude. No, the other side is not pissed. They they're constant. They remind me of this year's Big Brother, where they're constantly saying, "Look how smart we are. Look how good we are," and they keep on getting voted out. <laughs> they, they, Which they is just, why they're pissed. The people that think that they're so good at the game really suck at the game. <clears throat> you know yeah. that that's the problem. You know what I mean? This this is uh this is a bad move. Bad move. Uh, yeah, Dumb no, I move. agree. It's a bad move. Like I I, I but I don't. I, I just, I you know, know damn well, Trinity, there is nothing they can find that's going to make those 79, pl- well, that's my 79 point. million people not vote. That's for my him. point, right? The people who already love this dude, yeah. you're not going to, you will, he, right. like he said, he could shoot somebody on the street and nobody would care. Like dude, the people this, who love him, love him. Yes. This guy but the people said, who hate him, you're not going to make them change either. You don't like, need them. You just don't need him to vote. You do. No, you don't. No, you don't need him not to vote, but no, they hate just, him enough to vote. Obviously. No, that's why no. Biden's office. No, those people don't vote. They did. No, no. 70 plus million of them. So no matter how barely. many Trump got, Biden barely. got more. Brother, I'm barely. telling you. It's, barely is, uh, I don't know, man. If you look at the numbers, it wasn't barely. Like dude, everybody out, there, everybody out there is more broke than they were before. Everybody's out it's there free to vote, man. Up. There's a lot of reasons why not to vote for that other party today that didn't exist before. I hear you. I hear you. Know you. I, mean? I, I, get, I get you. But I see too many people that I know personally that I talk to that are un- like unreasonably upset at this dude. Like they are, they are upset as if he walked into their house and slapped. Him. I know. Like it's I know. weird. 
Look, my my Democrat friends are still hardcore Democrats, and they're voting. Yeah. They hate Trump. They yeah, they, they have yeah. Trump Trump derangement syndrome, like deep <laughs> yes. hardcore. It's uncurable. There's even some there, Republicans who have there, it. There is no vaccine for that. No, there is no there is no no vaccine not at all for that. Uh, it, it by the way, that real. should have been a national health crisis. We should have had a vaccine made <laughs> for that because that that's a you know. It's weird, man. I I honestly don't understand it. Like I I don't understand the the love, right. and I don't understand the severe hate. Right. Like if you like somebody, great. But this like weird like devotion that they have, where like that one dude who uh, went and tried to break into the FBI building because right. he was upset. Like right. that's crazy to me. I don't right. understand how you could possibly love somebody you've never met like that. But then the severe hatred, I don't get either. I don't get either side. It's well, you weird. know what it is. It's like the Dallas Cowboy hate. It's like yeah. people don't hate Dallas Cowboys. They just hate the fans. That's what it <laughs> right. is. Yeah. People don't really hate Trump. They hate the fans. They hate the Trump fans. I can see that. That's what they really hate because they use that or who they think the fans are, who they think the fan. That's my point. They think the fans are all belligerent. They think all 79 million people are all these dumb white redneck dudes that, 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 you know, are carrying around an AR-15, which couldn't be further from the truth, mind you, because I I, got to be honest, man. I thought that when Trump won the first time. When Trump won the first time, I was just like, whoa. Like, I, I just, it irked my soul to think that there was that many like racist rednecks kind of a thing <laughs> um, until I started talking to people who voted. And then I started realizing, no, they're not that people. They were people who, who didn't feel spoken to. I mean, there was places that Hillary didn't even go, man. Like she didn't even show up, <laughs> but this dude showed up everywhere. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't understand the derangement. Like I, I people are talking about this guy, like I said, as if he physically went into everybody's home and just like slapped their kid. They are that angry. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> like I don't. And so I guess it's just hard for me to wrap my head around winning any of those votes. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he did. I just, it's hard for me to picture winning those votes. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't see the win here for the, the crip party to, to go out and raid the home and and you damn well know that you better come out with something substantial that's going to bury the dude. Forever. What happens if they come out with literally nothing? Yeah. Dude, what and, happens if they come out with nothing? First of all, even what they said, I mean, it's just not big enough for me. Even the stuff that they're leaking right now are saying, oh, nuclear. You know what? That's like a major move, right? right? Like, that's like, what is, what is that phrase? The old cliche says, if you're going to go after the king, you better hit him. Dude, you better hit him hard, bro. Yeah, if you're going to go after the king, you better kill him kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So, like, this is a bold move, in which, you, hey, yeah. kudos to you if you pull it off. That's big. Yeah. But if you don't. Dude, they found wow. nothing. Dude, remember the Russia, Russia, Russia thing? Nothing <laughs> happened, bro. If, if, if they come out of this and they find nothing at all, anything whatsoever. We constantly are spending money on these investigations where nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, turn your camera sideways on your phone. Can he hear us? What's up, Richard Coleman? Richard Coleman had just joined us from Facebook Live, for those of you wondering. Uh, and and uh, Can you turn your camera sideways, brother? Are you able to do that? I don't know if you can hear us yet or not. Yeah, he's probably still logging in. Oh, there he goes. There, there he we goes. Go. All right. That better? Yep, much better. Yep. Yep. So oh, what's up? Uh, so you 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 are admittingly uh, part of the the blood affiliation. Uh, so you wanted to come on. I'm I'm guessing that you're one of the ones that are a little angry about this Trump raid. Is that Dom Perignon in the background? Yeah, he's got some serious bottles up there, doesn't he? Wow, look at that. Is there, those are some old Victory Lane bottles from uh, my yeah. NASCAR. Okay. You're, yeah, you're a fancy redneck. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> some, of my, 
some of my old helmets, uh, a saber from that. the Coliseum. Dude. Nice. That's a cool collection up there, man. But uh, but yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if angry is the right word. I think that I think that every American citizen now, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, is taking a really deep look into what some of the capabilities are of some of our political leaders and what they've been able to do as far as turning some of the bureaucratic arms of our government into a weapon against its own citizens. Yeah. And when you throw out words like that, like that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow as an American. You just never think that that's something that that's something we hear about in third world countries. It's not something that you hear about in Palm Beach, Florida. You know, it's not uh, the it, and, and I listened early on and, and the concern is that if they did this as a as a as just as a show or as a dog, a smoke screen or a dog and pony show. There's some serious heads that need to roll and there's some people that need to do some jail time. I mean, we've already seen where the abuse of the FISA court through the Russia investigation um, led, you know, basically nowhere. Um, James Comey, where's he? Tell me where he's at. He's enjoying the, the, the proceeds of his, in his book. living room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's proceeds of his book. He's a millionaire. Yeah. When was the last time he did an interview? He's living abroad. He's not living in America. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. So you know, this is this. Like I said, this isn't. This is where I. You know, I I studied Watergate in school, but I think this is worse than Watergate. Well, let me, well, let me ask you something. So, so it, it's your opinion. It, do you think it's possible, or, or are you insinuating or thinking that this is a move of the executive branch to do this to a potential opponent? You think it's that kind of move? Merrick Garland doesn't move without the executive branch telling him to move. Is that a, is that a true statement? See, I don't know enough about – you took way more government classes than I did in my day. Well, I've taken a lot more government classes since I left school than, when, than I ever did when I was in school. But, <laughs> um, but look at – so Merrick Garland is the – so Merrick Garland is the DOJ. So look at what – look at your border. Look at your border crisis. Look at – the lack of follow through when it comes to convicting criminals. It's just like Trinity brought up, you know, the Giselle case. He's mm -hmm. his department would oversee that. I mean, you're talking about an international pedophile ring. Right. Um, they just disappear, by the way, like they just, just poof. God, they, just cares. they just get swept under the rug. So, um, you know, Maybe that's what they're looking for at Mar-a-Lago. Maybe they, maybe this is... He was friends with Epstein. You would, So, yeah, he was actually friends with Epstein. So you yeah. think they would go further into that to try to prove right. that. But that means that if he was, they'd also have to uncover some of their other friends, possibly. Well, if they find some of that tape... Now, that would make it juicy. If they would find some videotape <laughs> yeah. where he's involved, him, Epstein, and, and some youngins... But see, that's the problem. Is If they did that, the, the rumor is there would be other people on their own party that they'd have to call out, too. Hang on a second. The judge that signed off on the warrant to go into Mar-a-Lago was right. a personal friend of Jeff Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen the connection there. It felt very <laughs> loose, but I've seen the connection. He was also, was he donated like $1,000 to Obama, $1,000 to uh, yeah. Clinton. Is it, is it safe to say that Epstein was friends with every darn rich person? In, <laughs> both sides of the yeah, aisle, in the middle of the, of the aisle, aisle, different countries, so, royalty. So there are guilty parties on both sides of the aisle. Like, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, as Louis, as, as Louis would put it, that the bloods are innocent in that, in that, in that <laughs> right. situation, because there are plenty of corrupt Republican politicians. And, right. and the problem that I have with my own party right now is we refuse to stand up for ourselves. 
we continue to let it go. We continue to let it get swept under the rug and there's no accountability for it. Right. What scares them, what I, what I honestly believe happened, personal opinion, just right. outside of appearances, Trump came through the weekend after CPAC as the heads and tails from a polling standpoint as the leading candidate for the Republican primary for 2024. Really? Even over uh, DeSantis? Over DeSantis. Wow. By almost double digits. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. And when that polling number came out, 24 hours later, the FBI was in Mar-a-Lago. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah, I didn't know that. That's so cool. when you start adding up the coincidences that led up to Mar-a-Lago, it really quickly starts to develop into not being a coincidental situation. I can wow. see that. So. Um the the judge that signs off on it's bad. It took 48 hours for the DOJ to respond to the reasoning behind going into Mar-a-Lago. Did you just and, pour water from a cup into a container? <laughs> you were so high maintenance, man. You were da so Dana, Dana has this next to my... <laughs> you were so bougie. Oh I am bougie. But, but continue, please. But... um. It took 48 hours to respond as to why they went into Mar-a-Lago. If, if it was legitimate, wouldn't you already have that bullet in the chamber ready to fire as soon as you're asked that question? When you um, talk about the accountability that should come with, with searching and seizing property in the very previous administration president's private residence, Possibly, I, I, devil's advocate approach, right? And first of all, I'm not—I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I'm going to take devil's advocate just for the show's sake. Um, one could say though that before they really respond to anything, they really want to make sure they got their ducks in line and, and everything, and take their time and make sure because every yeah. every syllable of their response is going to be you know weighed in on. So just to make sure they get it all right, they want to make their, make sure they take their time to to get it right. Uh, that is another. Shouldn't they have done that before they went in? Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. but you can never do it too much, man. Now, here's another question I got for you, Trinity. Why did the DOJ contact the Trump administration and ask for some archives and were given archives six days before they went into Mar-a-Lago? Uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I thought I saw the news story said that, that there was still more that they didn't give. There was a dispute, and they said that he was no longer cooperative. Well, Isn't that what, now, whether he was or wasn't, that wasn't that the argument that they made, though, that they asked for like 10 and he gave six? And he was no longer being cooperative. Okay, fair, uh, uh, fair, fair point. Let me ask you this: because he uh, is petty, let's make sure we put that out there. He is a petty little bastard. Oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt that. <laughs> That's something he would totally do. But if you would have been treated like this, man isn't just abused locally. This man is abused globally. Oh yeah, of course. And if you'd been treated like he's been treated since 2015. You think you'd have any animosity toward the leadership in this in this country? No, but come on, man. He's been petty forever. Like he sued Bill Maher because he said his mom was an orangutan. And he sued <laughs> like, he, He's a petty, thin-skinned person. Like he's always been that way. He sued everybody, even well before politics. Which okay. hey, you know, teach their own. He made Rosie O'Donnell famous. Yeah. <laughs> he's been a pissy little like thin-skinned brat. Like forever. My, my, okay, so so for your for your future family descendants, who do you think is a better leader of our country, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? 
Uh, can I, those is there are a third option? See, that's the problem. I get that, that, and we can go that off and read about that conversation later, but I'm asking a very specific question because, for a very specific reason. I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer it. Look, if 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 um if I'm thinking about and, and again, because I don't base my presidential vote on morals. I just don't. Because I think both have crappy morals, just one's a little bit more polished than the other. The other is just more overt. And I personally like I like people that are a little bit more overt and and and, and will show you, like, you know, say goodnight to the bad guy. So I'm gonna go Trump. I'd if you go if I have to vote between Biden and Trump, I have to go Trump because well, I all think three of us did. We because, had to do that vote. Because I think because his 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 decision making, I feel at least it's his. His 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 losses and failures are going to be his. Whereas on the other side, it just seems like it, it's it's just it seems moved by someone else. It just doesn't feel like it's his decisions, and I I can't trust that man. And plus, the number two and number three behind him is just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested in the number two and the three or Pelosi. Yeah, but we were given that choice, right? We all had to choose between Trump or uh, yeah. or Biden. Yeah, and obviously yeah. the country spoke, but yeah. So, and then going back to, you know, whether or not he's going to run, they know he's going to run. Yeah. That's the reason that, uh, that's the reason that the place was raided to begin with. So you they, think that this is to stop him from running or to make him run? You don't, don't you think that they want him to run? As someone, it, 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 let me, let me take a different approach. What if they want him to run? What if they're poking the bear on purpose because they know, or they feel that they can beat him because there's more dirt on him than DeSantis or someone else? No, the the reason that the reason no, I don't think that they want him to run, and I, I think that there is a vast amount of support on both sides of the aisle for him not to run. Do you know why? Because he doesn't have to worry about re-election this time. So what keeps him from really destroying people in the process? <laughs> That's a point. That's a good point. Like a bull in a china shop. That's a it's, good point. And, and if you talk to some leading political analyst then they'll never go on the record like i like i said in running for office i got put into the i've been in the room with people that i thought that i should never be put in the room with like it was right. it was offsetting it was humbling at the same time but right the reason that things went down the way that they did with the 2020 election every single person that that i know that's entrenched in washington dc yeah. that i think had a valid point said that the reason things went the way they did was because everybody top to bottom um, that was corrupt in D.C. was afraid of Trump in the capacity of not having to worry about being reelected and what he could do as far as draining the swamp once he got to his second term. So See, he's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. His focus – in the first four years was to show everybody how conservative policies will work for America if you will actually put those policies into play. The border, the low taxes, the economy, all of those things were better for our country than they were in the previous administration. Right. right. The next step of that process was getting rid of the garbage that surrounds the political system in America and right. turning things back over to the republic. Yeah. Well, we all know COVID is what killed him. He lost because of COVID. 
<laughs> well, if COVID well, wouldn't happen, there was no way and, that dude would have lost and with that economy down. and everything. I, I think and, he and lost heard, because of social stuff, man. No, no, but, but but no, but but I mean, the, the COVID thing is the only thing they had him on because the, the economy was so good. It really was well, you're, better. You're, like, if you really on, though, just look at the lifestyle that everybody was living, everybody was doing really damn good see, right before COVID. You don't think people were doing good? I don't think that that's why he lost, man. I don't think the most, I don't think the average really? individual that voted against him gives a shit about policy. I think they just didn't like him, his wording, his mannerisms, his tweets. No, I, I agree they with just, that. They got so pissed. No, it doesn't I, matter what his policies were. You can I, have I, the people who vote against him. If you ask him no. one policy, they couldn't tell you. Yeah, but it's a COVID thing that really knocked him out because they made him sound like a denier, like he was anti this. Even though he's the one that came up with the vaccine, they were making it somehow they flipped it on him and made it look like he was the denier, even though he was following Fauci. The Fauci at first said the masks aren't important. I mean, he was following Fauci, but for some reason he took the blame because he was louder than Fauci. <laughs> I just know here's, I can think of like five people right now that I know they hate him, right? and not a single one of them know anything about his policies. Okay, I so I didn't, here's, here's, I didn't say policy. I didn't, I said they didn't. They None didn't of have them care about get COVID. Out of, they didn't have anything. It was the COVID that knocked him out, though, man. We know we know that's what now, happened. Now All you the people I know that hated him, not a single one of them mentioned COVID. Okay, so you touched you touched on it briefly earlier when I was listening, and you, everybody, without getting too far into the weeds and conspiracy theories on whether or not the the election was stolen or it was illegitimate, whatever you want to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't have confidence in the results of the 2020 election. Can I say that for, you know, with certainty that it was stolen? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go out on that limb. But what I'm going to tell you is that if you understand how the electoral college works, you understand pretty quickly that it only takes a handful of states to determine who the president is. Because because hard blue states are hard blue states right. and hard and dark red states are dark states. red states. Right. It's the swing states that determine it. It's the it's right. the Ohio's, the North Carolinas, the Georgia, the Florida, the Wisconsin, the Michigan. You know, we we know what those are. Now let's go to those more bluish type swing states, and let's look at what they did during COVID. And the Democrats are quoted as to saying multiple times, "Never let a um, natural disaster." go to waste, right? Never let a public disaster go to waste. They've said that on multiple fronts. Now, what they've done, like let's use Pennsylvania for, for instance. Pennsylvania prior to the 2020 election did not have absentee or mail-in voting, period. Now, when COVID struck and everything was remote and people weren't wanting to go outside and to be gathered in large groups and, and the election was coming up, the Secretary of State, the Governor of the State, and the Supreme Court of that state got together and changed their voting laws. Yeah, that no, it was, it was ridiculous. That is unconstitutional. That's what changed the law. Because it and has then, to go uh, Dude, I got two in the mail. <laughs> it well, that's what impacted go, the vote. That's what changed the swing. That's what swung if it. You're going to, if you're going to change your voting procedures or your voting right. rules and laws in your state constitutionally, it has to go through the legislative body of that right. state. It cannot go through... The uh, it's got to go through the legislative body, not the um, so not see, the court. I, I think that the uh, I think that the election was, if we want to use the word stolen, right? Oh. If we want to use that word, like I think it was, I think it was, was manipulated. I think they, that's, that's exactly the word I was getting ready to say. I think they played um, in the gray. Well, I, I think what happened was, uh, uh, the media coverage, the the sentiment was so pushed so right, hard. Right. So you got CNN putting tickers at the bottom right, saying it was like right. a racist tweet, even though right. racist is a subjective term, and they're right. quoting that like fact. So I think the 
I think the people who hated him were going to vote against him. The people who loved him voted for him. A lot of the people who were kind of on the fence and didn't really know, haven't made up their mind about him. If all you're seeing on every station is how horrible he is and racist and all this other stuff, as if it's fact, that's going to to tilt the the the, the mindset. And so, <laughs> from that perspective, I, I think that uh, I think that that's how it was kind of taken. I, I, do I think it was outright stolen? No, but do I think no. that that the coverage of any positive things that he's done? was covered no Wait. i think it was just all negative all bad and so i think that that made a lot of people who were on the fence turn against them all right so time out let's address matt smith from facebook live <laughs> i like what he said he, he wait, let me put that back up again he's started to enjoy your show then you went all tinfoil hat shit <laughs> i love who, that who went tinfoil i don't think i was is matter a crip or a blood because i'm more than happy to bring on a matt, you know, i'm more than happy I'll, to bring on somebody from the other side I hope Matt is a crip, man. Can we get Matt on the phone? Matt, are you a crip? Are you? Are you please, I hope so. I hope okay. you're on the blue side. We don't. Have, we but need to have somebody but on going, here. But going back to the raid, if you put a, if if you start to put some of these puzzle pieces together, you look at the polling numbers that came out of CPAC. Oh, he's a crip. Get him on. Get him on. You get, look at get, Matt. Would you like to join us and argue the crip side a little bit? You look at the you look at the fact that the the January sixth committee is losing all if it ever had any momentum yeah um it's pretty much lost it all i mean you're talking about you know the big bang theory and reruns is getting better ratings than january <laughs> six hearings in prime time okay all right so but you're talking about a situation where they've tried, ratings? To, they've tried to stack this deck up against trump and everything is a house of cards and every time somebody questions the validity about it we're bigots and racists but we're wanting the facts and the evidence. I've got no problems calling Trump out. If Trump's corrupt and if he broke the law and if he stole um, classified top secret documents about nuclear weapons, by God, throw the dang book at him and we'll put DeSantis in in the next run. It, it, right. I, it, it's no sweat off my back. I'm not a right. super Trumper. But if you're wanting me to, if you're wanting me to, I will stand here and tell you that Trump's policies were better for America than probably. I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with, with that. I would tell you that his policies for America, not his moral standards, not his social approach <laughs> to America. He was a lot his, more fun, though, man. I think this, this was a little fun, too, though. But His policies for America were probably better than the four, the four presidents before him. Okay, interesting. I, I think for different reasons. I, I mean, I, I would have to say that the, the, the things that we've seen uh, in the last, several presidencies have been very interesting we've we've seen the presidency yeah. uh, it, it's been it's been television man it's been reality tv it's just like yeah. our, our televisions you know they're no longer do we have like sitcoms the way we used to right, right. uh the, the the roseannes of the day are gone it's now all reality tv stars well that is exact our presidencies are now reality tv stars you know what i mean we pick them <laughs> according to race gender color type nothing has anything to do with what they really politically stand biden for. is like the old senile guy right but this dude, guy we talks dude i'm sorry i have a hard time following him i do this, yeah this guy is a disruptor man the trump thing is a, dis a disruptor and and you know what there's we love that the the american way is to disrupt systems man is to is to challenge government challenge power and, and what we're seeing here the machine is the media the media is the machine the big old evil yeah. machine and so to challenge it is intoxicating man so you don't really have to like the guy but 
you can't tell me that a lot of us don't agree with the fact that we need to shake up Washington, D.C. We need to shake it up and say, where is the money going and who's getting the money and whose pockets are we feeding and all that? We love that stuff. So I don't know, man. You're talking about a dude that, that, that it was hated by Democrats and Republicans for somehow came out of it as a New Yorker, <laughs> as yeah. a redneck. I don't yeah, know how that happened, but, but somehow yeah, that's how, how that the media either. spun it. The media spun a New Yorker that actually funded both Democrats and Republicans into a hard right, you know, Republican <laughs> right wing yeah. uh, redneck. I don't know how they did it. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Well, you know, and that's just it. When you they're not it's not some big pool of money that we're creating out of government. This is their this is our dollars and cents that they're spending. Right. This is why we should be paying attention. It should be front page news when they're screwing this up. And I don't care if it's on the right or the left when they're screwing it up. They should be called it. But the, the biggest problem and this should be an indicator, too, for you, Trinity. But you're right. The biggest corrupt machine that we've got going in our in our society is the media. They should just call balls and strikes. Just call the balls and strikes. That's all I need you to do. I don't need you to form the opinion for me. I need you to give me the facts and let us determine, let the people determine what to do. I don't need you to agree more. What I don't need you to tell me what you think I should be doing. Right. I'll figure it out for myself. But this this is a telltale sign, Trinity. The CNNs, the MSNBCs, all of them, the morning shows and the afternoon shows, they blasted the DOJ for what they did there. They knew that that was out of bounds. We're going into into Mar-a-Lago that way. Yeah. yeah, but they're back on defending. See, but but CNN always does that. CNN at first will 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 say something very intelligent and and and, and correct. <laughs> it depends on who you're talking about. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then and then as soon as Fox News sounds similar, you'll see CNN flip the switch and all of a sudden say, "Yeah, but," and then disagree. I don't it, ever remember hearing Don Lemon say anything intelligent. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. But CNN, CNN tends to do it. CNN yeah. does tend to do that because I I watch CNN a lot, and I'll see them seem to be going a certain direction, and then they'll flip it, and they'll sound exactly opposite of when I flipped the channel to Fox. And then at first, they were sounding similar. Um, not that Fox doesn't do that as well, uh, but th- there's really just one show. The Five is the one that's pretty exciting to watch on Fox, man. Because you, you get all the Gunfeld so doggone funny on with the whole thing. Nah, not just him. I, I think I, I think uh, Water, Waters is just uh, he's just reminds me of that frat boy that just says you know whatever's on his mind and and, and serious. You know he's funny, and I love Danny Perino. Danny Perino is just like how can you not, you know. I like it. I I tell you what, the five is always my favorite whenever they put Bongino and Geraldo on at the same time. Oh Jesus, yeah, they'll fight about it. Yeah, those two go back and forth. But, but, but no, going back to your going back to the 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 raid. If if they don't find something, and they can charge him with a criminal act, it's not going to happen. Well, what are the odds right now? Let's figure. Like, what? What do you, what I, do you think? Personally, yeah. I don't think they're going to find anything. No. Yeah, I agree. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that's going to be nothing more of than, consequence. Yeah, nothing. Of they've consequence. Been, as you pointed out, they've been trying nothing. every single person who has anybody with any sort of investigatory skills. No. They've they had them yet. out there for the past like four or five years trying to find anything on this dude, and they have they've yet been, to find they, something. Exactly. I, I, I don't been. think right now is going to be but, any different. But nope. it, but it drives me insane the double standard. It's like I I put up a post yesterday, the day before, and told everybody, well, I guess I guess Trump should have hid the archives on Hillary's laptop or Hunter's laptop, and then it would have never found them, <laughs> or just given the book to Giselle Maxwell. But fifteen thousand yep. fifteen thousand emails yep. go missing during the twenty sixteen election. 
Huh? I thought it was thirty thousand. Well, however many they lot. go they go missing while under subpoena. The the uh, the phones and the laptops or the the iPads get smashed with hammers. Nothing. Hunter yeah, Biden's laptops come get get left in storage because he's too high to remember which story. It's so weird. It, it, so is. Me, it is. Like, it's, it's, it's weird how the Hunter Biden thing it's too biased. Like, it's way well, too it got biased. turned into like you're a crazy coot if you if you even mention it, right? Right. That's yeah. weird to me because I, I think canceled. as a reasonable person. I, you know, it, it's worth looking into, but like so, for some reason, you're not a reasonable person. You're like some crazy white even kook if you even mentioned the word laptop. It's weird. So, Rich, so Richard, let me ask you something. Do you think the big guy ordered this raid? No, I think Doctor Jill probably did it. <laughs> for real? I don't. I don't think uh, cognitively. I don't think the president's there anymore. That's my personal opinion. I don't you, think it was somebody pulling the strings. I don't think that Biden is cognitive. I don't think that if you asked Biden what day it was, wow. I don't think if you if you didn't tell him he if he didn't if somebody didn't wake him up every morning and tell him he was the president, he wouldn't know. Well, you know, you, you bring up an interesting point because we've had two times in American history we found out later that a female was running the government, right? With Roosevelt, we found out with that, and we found out with Reagan, right? Twice in our history. So it's not it's not too tinfoil hat-ish because we've had it twice in history where uh, the wa- Washington covered it up and, and the female stepped up and ran the country. Um, well, so did we have s- one president that he was like, uh, what was it, FDR, I think, that was in a wheelchair that they That's hit what I that? That's Ro- Roosevelt, Ro- yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt now, at based one time on, was running the country, and so was Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Based on policy decisions and how bad it's going, I would assume that Kamala Harris was running the country. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're a true blood, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't even want to know what that would be like because I, I really I don't mean, know what she stands what? for. I don't know what she stands for, man. I really don't. Well, you know. She didn't stick around long enough. She didn't I, make it far enough in the primaries she to know much to about that, her. Uh, what's his name? Was a you racist stand, on a bus. Her. She stands I mean, Biden, very Biden. strongly. She no. stands very strongly for identity politics. Well, Biden, Biden to me shot her to death. For me, when he said, when he said her major qualification was she's a black woman by saying I'm going to pick a black woman as my vice president. So to me, he disqualified her from moment one. Never, never gave us an understanding of who she was, what her policies was going to be, what she was going to be doing, and and she really hasn't stepped up. So, and, and I don't know if that's her or that's him. I don't know who to blame on that. I just blame the entire party that they just need to bring in someone else to the table. I hope both sides pick a new fighter. Right. I hope but both sides was- pick, pick a new fighter. That was African, our first African-American female vice president after we had trashed her for eight months on the campaign trail. Right. <laughs> yeah. And after she yeah. called Biden racist, by the way. Yeah. Right. Biden's a racist. And, you know, yeah. she's an Uncle Tom, according to him. So, I mean, right. you know, right. Right. but but in literally overnight, they became best friends. It's like stepbrothers, but with the presidency. Yep, <clears throat> I agree. So so on this raid thing. You don't, and just to be clear, you don't think they're going to find anything. I don't think they're going to find a thing. Here's the is, other thing. That is there anything that they about? can find before you go on that? Is, is there anything that they can find which would make you condemn the man? It's a long pause, man. <laughs> it's tough because, so, you know, the president has unilateral control and the ability to declassify anything that he wants to at any given moment. That includes right before he leaves office. Okay. And see, that's where a lot of people were really nervous in D.C. 
because he had threatened to declassify a boatload of information right before he left office. He just never did it. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know that they're going to come up with it. Here's my, here's my question. But is how there anything? I, how, okay. So I, I you, and I hate, I, it drives me crazy to answer a question with a question, but I almost have to at this point. Okay. Let's say they do come up with something at this right. point. How much do you trust the validity of what they may come up with? Well, I, I mean, I'm coming from the I, I I never trusted them all to begin with. So I come from the perspective of government to me has always lied. I mean, I, I follow it. I respect it. I think there's not one government on this planet that is 100 percent honest or can be 100 percent honest. I, I just don't don't think you can run a business or a government with the kind of moral standard or, or, or trustworthiness that people think you can it, it, show me, okay. show me a government is, or, or anything that, that, is, that is like that. This is what I'll say. I still believe in America and I still believe in due process. I do too. I believe in okay. America and due Man. process so as well. If you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, right. beyond any reasonable doubt, that he is guilty of treason with what he's because this is what they're accusing him of. They're okay, accusing so him is of that treason. What they're, is that what they're so that's the charge that if you steal classified American documents, that is a form of treason. That's black and white. Okay. 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 If you're going to accuse a former president of treason and you can prove it beyond the shadow of a doubt you've lost my support you that president has lost my support okay okay that's a that's a fair that's a fair enough answer now um if it was the if it's the nuclear stuff that they're talking about like right now right on cnn look uh search for docs about nuclear weapons if it's documents about nuclear weapons is that enough for you to 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 go against them what are uh, you <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts to that question. Are were they declassified before he left office? Was he allowed to have them? Is it is it a dog and pony show? Did they know he already had them? Because there are questions about that. Right. Okay. Which tells me that if they already knew that he had them, chances are they were declassified. Because they would have never let him walk out of the White House with them if they'd have thought that they weren't declassified. Well, why does he, he need them anyway? Like, why is he even keeping the stuff? What's the point, dude? I got swag. I, you know, I, I would, I, dude, I, I would leave that house okay. with so much shit, bro. I, okay, so I'm gonna. <laughs> you, well, if you go back and you talk to some of the people, Hillary Clinton cleaned the White House. They took the furniture. Right. I would have taken. cleaned the place out. <laughs> I, I would have been like, look, this Coke bottle. Obama drank out of this Coke yeah, bottle. Right. Anything I, with I, a seal. I, I would have it. I would keep. I it, mean, bro. the only That's thing funny. that Clinton left was the Resolute desk for crying out loud. I mean, it wasn't, but. The okay, so I'm gonna I, I will go out on a limb and say this. I don't think it's nuclear. I don't think it's nuclear weapons. I don't I don't think they're gonna find anything. I do not believe it's I don't believe that it's classified information. Uh, I believe it's a dog and pony show. I believe it's another smoke screen that gives them something to talk about 90 days right. before midterm. Right, so, I, so I ask you another question. This is an important one because how how do you feel about him preemptively now saying that they would plant something because I, I don't like that kind of talk. Do you think that they would actually plant something? So to answer that question, I probably should give you a little bit of history into what my beliefs are with the FBI and the DOJ. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. You you do like my personal. You want us to blur your face and like no, blur no, out no. your name? Should we get our tinfoil hats <laughs> out? Yeah. Look, if they're going to take out the landscaper from Mooresville for national security purposes, <laughs> by all means, have at it. You know what I mean? Right like, on, my, right 
my will and a state are in order. My kids will be fine. Let the big dog eat. Let the low side drag. But when when J. Edgar Hoover created the FBI, it was to spy on American citizens during during World War II. Okay, and because we didn't know who our friends were, foreign or domestic. I don't know that much has changed in 80 years. That's a good point. I don't know that much has changed in 80 years, especially over the course of, say, the last 15 years and seeing the way that they've handled different situations. So am I telling you that I I could with 100 percent certainty tell you that the FBI wouldn't plant something in order to create validity behind something as big as rating an American president's private residence in real time? on social media and everything else the way that it is? Mm, I don't know. You know, and, and, and you know what? I have to answer the same. What I don't like about it, I don't like that he said it. Yeah. I don't, I right, don't, I like, don't, that, I don't that, like that he preemptively struck because it makes me feel like he like he gave them, like he knows they got something on him and he's like, right. you know, covering up for it already. However, I agree with you. I think the there's nowhere near, I do not, equate fbi and cia to local law enforcement no. local law enforcement to me is a hell of a lot more honest and on the level than <laughs> fbi and cia i think we've watched enough jason Bourne movies and, <laughs> and, and, and there's been enough stories of of j edgar hoover days and i agree with you i'm not so sure that's ended because we saw that that did, didn't uh comey admit that he had them go over there and and, and try to you know spy on a potential president isn't this the same there's kinda? something that happened even more recent than that that, that to me gave me a head scratching moment um and it was completely unrelated to any of this remember it? when the kyle rittenhouse stuff happened in trial okay well remember when in, during the trial it came out that the fbi had drones flying over the top of that and recording this stuff <laughs> that was like a head scratching moment for me and i was like wait a minute what like but why wow, you were already doing surveillance on uh on, but, okay interesting but let me qualify this before the black suburbans show up i'm okay <laughs> with whatever you do as long as it doesn't impact me because that is the american way the american way is to be okay with something until it happens to you personally i am bought into this american system where where as long as it's happening to the other guy i can look away i can ignore it i can act like it doesn't exist but as soon as the black helicopters and the black suburbans pull up at my house okay we got a problem well let me let me play the devil's advocate the way trinity would if if this isn't true if there's no validity behind the raid, right. did we just make our did we just make our country stronger or weaker? I, I don't know if you did either personally. I, I would agree with what Trinity just said. I'm not so sure that uh, that we're in a position right now where someone is wondering. If, I think they kind of know who's stronger and who's weaker. I think they know at the end of the day. Uh, no matter what kind of weak president we put up, the the very next one we always throw up afterwards is a badass. Uh, it seems like that's what happens. We get weakness, and then boom, we come out and punch. We get weakness, and then we boom, we came out and punch. I think the 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 two punch strength was this last time. Obama was not a weak president, man. Obama bombed a lot of people. I mean, he wasn't afraid to to to, to fight you. So I think having Obama and Trump together was two very <laughs> strong people in a row very strong personalities in a row uh they were maybe polar opposites but very strong in their own way it's not until right now where we're we like just we just won't talk about benghazi or crimea we'll leave those out of the oh, conversation there's the tinfoil stuff well i 
Hey, I, but but I'm the kind of person that, that you know. Trinity, I, that's not tinfoil. That went through the House Oversight Committee. I that, don't think there's nothing for Benghazi, man. I, I think Benghazi is, is, a, um, is a red herring. Ollie North became a a, a, a figure on television for Oliver many North. years afterwards. <laughs> yeah, cracked, Oliver, North became, Oliver North became a He's figure the on television. drug dealer we've ever had. <laughs> Um, no, but you All know, what hell I think? Oliver North. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah uh, you know the thing that I think that did happen from this though what? is uh, assuming that nothing comes from it, right? If something right. does come from it, then obviously it was warranted, and, and whatever happens happens. Right. right. But if they find nothing, to me, what I think they actually did do is they 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 move the goalposts as far as what's acceptable now, right. and it, that's been happening for me personally. I remember uh, when Obama was president, it was the chick from Arizona. I don't remember her name. Uh, but she was on the tarmac and she was just incredibly rude and disrespectful to him. Like she was yelling or saying something. And that was one of the first times that I seen that, like that, uh, uh, you know, quote unquote professionals were, were taking things to like a, a little kid area, right? They've always had disagreements and there's been mudslinging in elections, but typically when the elected person's there, if they have anything demeaning or disrespectful, they usually do it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. She did it right there on the tarmac. And I was just like, Whoa, like, I don't remember seeing that. And then for me, it only went downhill from there. Yeah. So everything with, with Obama towards the end of his presidency, they were just openly being ridiculously disrespectful. And then when Trump came in, it, all hell broke loose. And then now, so for me, the only thing that they did do is if they don't find anything, that means whoever is, like nobody's off limits anymore. <laughs> like now it's like, all right, we can do anything we want. And that to me, if I was a politician, I'd be a little worried because they all got skeletons in their closet. I'm telling you, these hearings, you know, we've seen investigation after investigation after investigation. And now we have this. I mean, when the Republicans are going to hit you back, I'm telling you, Crips, you guys have been doing a lot of cop calling. You've been doing a lot of cop calling. When you keep cop calling, eventually the other dude's going to just, you know, it's going to punch you. You know, I I think the bloods are going to come back real heavy and, 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 and knock some people out. You know, I will say this. I think. Kevin McCarthy will hold true to his word and his statements from earlier this week if when the when the Republicans take back the House in November. Yeah, they're definitely taking it back. I mean, I, I don't think there's a doubt. They be, they they have to find something because this will be the nail in the coffin right here. They just solidified it right here if they don't find anything. Yeah. It'll be well, too useful. I mean, they're I, I, there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of people that have to be held to account, and they've got a lot of they've got a lot to work on. Yeah. Um, well, we got my, some more topics we got to get to, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So but my I mean, before we go to it, my issue is this though. Typically, my understanding of when they do stuff like this, they always they always get something. It's very rarely that the federal government. That's why they have an over eighty percent success rate and conviction in the in the sure. federal government. You know, they usually they know exactly what they're going for. They get exactly what they want. Uh, they get someone to cooperate. In this case, I don't know who they're going to get to cooperate, but it seems like, you know, uh, Trump really needs to work on his in his inner circle a little bit because it's always someone from within his own little circle that ends up, you know, being a little rat. You know what I mean? And so and and, and all these dudes are dirty. Let's again, let me preface it by saying <laughs> every, every dude in power and of wealth has a little dirtiness to it. It's hard to get to that position without it. The point is, is that, you know, if you're going to work with someone like this and you're going to benefit in your life from someone like this. And just you know, you're part of the deal. Don't don't go like, oh, he did something wrong, and then blame them. I mean, you were part of the deal too. So just, yeah, you know, own here's, up. And, and here's and, and I, speaking to that point, that was Trump's kryptonite. 
when Trump got into office, he was he's not, he wasn't a politician before. He didn't understand how Washington worked. And a majority of the leaks that came from his administration came from uh, within his administration. Yeah. He should have came in there and cleaned house. Amen. I don't think he'll make the same mistake twice. No, no. Dude, Sammy we'll the Bull killed 19, admitted to killing like 19 people and is walking free. <laughs> Dude, how, that, that is ridiculous. So anyway, well, what's the next topic? Let's go on to another topic. Let's so go on to another topic. Yeah, you're no, sticking no. around for some, some yeah, topics. Come on. All right. Fire, All right, so. fire away. All right, drink some uh, coffee, um, Richard. Don't be yawning again. You once again, I'm yawning. not going to do these in any particular <laughs> order. They're just going to be the order in which I wrote them down. So uh, the next one um, is uh, transgender <laughs> care. Transgender care. Look at Louis, his face already. <laughs> Louis, I'm going to let you start this one off because you're the one who, who put the topic down because you had a specific instance in mind. So, Well, it's not just a specific instance. I mean, they've been talking a lot about it because it's it seems like medical. So, look. I had said for many, many years on the Couch Live version of our show that uh, the medical schools were not teaching addiction for years, man. It was like a subject. It, I mean, it was it was a subject. It was a part of another class. It was a chapter. But there's not enough studies in addiction, even to this day, on addiction within the medical uh, community. But there's been this big push, you know, to, to, to know more knowledge about it, which is great. Well, another push that's been happening is transgender care. So they want, you know, uh, the, the, the care for people, uh, and in transgender care, by the way, just the, the way I put it up here, the way I want to talk about it today, is how do we feel about that there's even an argument or fight in regards to how to treat a person that's underage, not overage, because overage, I think you should be able to do whatever. You want to cut it off, you want to add it, you, I don't care what you do. But I think for some reason, I do have more of a an emotional response to anything that happens to a minor, anything, and this being no different. So I feel like sometimes we get confused, and you guys can 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 jump in how you like. I think sometimes we get so into a certain emotion about a topic that then we feel like we have to protect it at all levels, and I feel like that's where we're going with even this transgender care, that people under 18 should still be able to get care for their transgender ideology or identity prior to even being an adult and i just wanted to see what you guys thought about it and and, and where you think we're going with this well let me let me start off with a couple things right um number one i i think there's many topics that we have right now um that feel good to say to take a certain side yeah that doesn't mean the data backs it up or anything else i'm just straight talking just we've seen so many movies and interviews and there's so many people hyping it up. It just feels good to say. Right. Problem though, is a lot of those things that I've looked into that just felt good. And I was guilty of some of them too, or they just felt good to be like, yeah, that sucks. That should be changed. Right. And then you start looking in the actual hard numbers and data that's been collected. And, and it, sometimes they just don't mesh. They don't back it up. Um, and then you start looking at the reality of the situation. And it has nothing to do with what feels good to say. Um, and so in this instance, for instance, I think a lot of people agree that, um, you know, it's a shame that somebody feels a certain kind of way or they feel like they can't be themselves. And, and I think we all, to an extent, feel for that person. It feels yeah. good to say that they should be looked after. Like, absolutely. Right. Right. However, they're ignoring a whole other side of things of like the 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 younger minds are so uh, like easy to influence they don't know where they're at they're still thinking of like you know like their lizard brains they're not thinking 
was it the free point uh, cortex where they're not thinking, Hey, if I do this, 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 and this, and if I do this now, 20 years from now, how am I going to, they're not thinking that way yet. And that's why it's our job as adults to kind of guide them and protect them until they reach adulthood. And then they can kind of make their own decisions. I don't think the people who, I don't think the people who are, are, are pro allowing little kids to do hormone therapy and surgeries, I don't think they're bad people. I just think they're caught up in the feel goodness of wanting to protect somebody. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the data, the data to me just doesn't back up the fact that kids are, are even capable yet of making that kind of a decision. My daughter at 12, almost 13 years old, can't even make the decisions yet for time management to get out of the house you know, on time in the morning. How is she going to decide that? Like, she's just not capable yet. So, uh, um, like I said, I just think that good people get caught up in things that feel good to say, and they don't always look at the research. Right, right. And, and, and Richard, you know, directly to you, um, let's take into account that, that you are okay with over 18. I'm not saying you are or you're not. Let's, let's take that into account. Does that change for you when you talk about a four-year-old, for instance? Because there is a story with a four-year-old uh, already being considered transgender. Does it does it change when you look at a four-year-old? And if so, when when does the do we wait at eighteen or or like what is it? Well, you know, I've done a little bit of research as far as trying to understand some of the issues that um, you know people run into from addictions and, and issues. Obviously, you guys are way more. Um, informed than I am. But from everything that I've read from leading psychiatrist, correct me if I'm wrong, but let's just use males, for instance, males don't actually mature. Their brains do not mature fully until they're well into their 20s. Correct? 25. Correct. 25. So if we don't fully develop intellectually until 25 or 26, why would we want to even introduce the ideas of changing our genetic um genitalia at the age of four to ten right. it just doesn't make any sense to me like my kids i've got you know i've got a seven and not i've got a seven and nine and eleven year old in the other room right. my seven year old if i'm not watching him on a consistent basis i may come out and find him licking the bottom of a shoe but he's supposed to make the decision on whether or not he's a male or a female and i'm not yeah. supposed to and you're telling me that I don't have an influence over that. That's something that he's going to figure out on his own at seven. Right. I'm sorry, but that's not the case. And what I think that, and this may hurt some people's feelings, but I think that there's too many adults that are keyed in on the feel good of this particular situation or the popularity of it. And they're putting their children in harm's way by putting them down these streets and down these avenues. It's my job to protect my children. Okay. It's my job to protect them until it's, until it's their job to protect themselves. Yeah. That's where the feel good comes in though. Right. Because The feel good part is instantly when you say things like that, you know, the people who are on that side heavily, um, they immediately can single out like one story they've heard of some kid who killed themselves because they couldn't live a certain kind of way. So for them, it feels good to say, had we intervened, they wouldn't have done that. Right. Now, okay, granted, but, I would argue there's another solution. But. but statistically speaking, anybody in the homosexual LGBTQ community is 40% more likely yeah. to yeah, have suicidal one. tendencies. Yeah, it's the highest rate, both pre and post surgery, by the way. Yeah. So if if we're really running, if we're running the numbers statistically, and you find that one in four people that are members of this community are attempting or 
or executing suicide as as the general as the rest of the general public shouldn't we be trying to step in and help them through this situation well, yeah, and I, that's where they think they are. And that's what I mean by the feel good and we don't look at the data, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. There's so many subjects out there and I won't go into them all, but there's a lot, a lot of subjects yeah. that feel, just feel good to say, right? It feels like we've watched all these movies and we've been told all of our lives that X, you know, that two plus two equals four. It just feels good that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can say that. But when you actually look at the data, it doesn't, it's not always backed up. And this would be an example of what you mean. Like, like I think it feels good because I can't tell that person who's coming to me saying that little Timmy, you know, wanted to be Sally and he killed himself. I can't tell that person that, that no, we shouldn't have intervened. I don't know. But they're feeling now, like they want to protect them. And, and, and it's hard to argue with that. But I, I think we should. I think the data well, shows that we should argue with them. I will tell you this, and I will take a hard position on this. I do not believe that it is the place of the education system or anybody working within the education system to be having these conversations with yeah. my children without <laughs> my consent or my knowledge. I don't think that they should have the ability. Like there are cases in America currently where parents are losing custody of their children for not allowing them to proceed with some of the transgender protocols. That's public record that, that we know that's going on. And I'm sorry, it's wrong. The parent is the ultimate authority over the child, not yeah. our government. Yeah. And, and I think we're my, one of my issues is as a counselor for so many years, there was just so many people that were sexually abused as children that part of their identity that they were communicating in, in, in the sessions was based on the confusion from the trauma was a response a reaction from what do i like what i don't like do i like it because uh, do i not like it because do i have this hatred towards this you know these types of individuals because of what happened to me do i have an, affi an affinity toward these people because of what happened to me these are things that a lot of people are, are, are dealing with psychologically and so uh my concern is is that if a young person still has not had the opportunity to to uh sit and, and contemplate these things with somebody who is not pushing any direction completely, not, not denying it, but also not pushing it, just allowing them to explore these thoughts and, and these ideas. Then what we'd find and in, in we don't talk about this enough is that a lot of people, their sexual, their, their sexual preferences or even identity was not necessarily something they were born with, but something that they experienced very young and therefore continued <laughs> forward. Um, but we it's not right to say that like we always just have to believe that all people of another identity must have been born that way. But that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of people that what they like to do, uh, the practices that they enjoy sometimes were put upon them by an adult at a very young age or a young uh, an experience they had at a young age. You had your hand up. Attorney? You want to say something? On that? I, I've got a I've got a dog in this fight. Right. Okay. I've witnessed it firsthand. Um so my, you know, one of my kids uh, came to me and, and thought um, that they were gay, right? And, and, and the, to me personally, I think they were basing it on what I've seen of the, of the current climate in her school um, and, and just things that they see and that they're exposed to was very much, you're cool if you're gay. 
Like when I was a kid, if you were gay, you were the last thing from cool. If I, you know, you we hated you, things of that nature. And, I'm, and we've come a long way, and I'm grateful for that. But I think the pendulum has swung too far now to where, like, if you're not gay, then you're not cool, kind of a thing, right? And so they thought they were gay. They they came to me and said this, and I was just like, look, I don't care what you are. First of all, you're too young to even worry about any of that. That's like me saying I'm a millionaire when I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. Like, like pump your brakes. Let's cross that bridge when we have to. Right now, just be a kid. Be a kid. Go enjoy your life, whatever. Um, and, and other people in my orbit were very, very interested in either pushing one way or pushing the other way. And I made a point of telling everybody, I'm not pushing anything. I'm not going to push them towards it or against it. What I'm going to say is right now is not the time to be worried about that. Right, right now is not the time. You don't have to make that decision right now. Right. It's not important. You're not in a situation where you're going to have to move forward in that kind of a way with anybody. So you don't know what you are yet. Right now, you're just you're thinking things through, which is great. It's what you should do. You should think things through. They had a friend of the same sex that they thought that they were attracted to. And I said, well, maybe you are. Maybe you're not. I don't know. And the problem was they were confusing those feelings of like, man, I just really enjoy this feeling, right? Like if I had a choice uh, uh, to hang out with with uh, uh, a dude or a chick in my entire life, more often than not, I would have picked the fellas, Right. If you if you remove sexuality from it, right? Otherwise, I'm always going to choose to have sex versus hanging out. I'm just going to be honest. I appreciate um, that, by the way. Yes, but if you remove that, if it's strictly just who I'm getting along with, who I have more in common with, who I'm going to pick the fellas, right? I, I I didn't go out with a bunch of ladies to watch football. I'd hang out with the fellas. We'd go out and have a good time. Um, but at at that age, at the at the young age, they were confusing those feelings with attraction. Right. And they were thinking, well, I'm attracted to him because I really liked him. I like spending time with him. Whoa. That's not attraction, baby. That's just you enjoy having time, right? Fast forward like a year, maybe two years later, none of that stuff exists. There's crushes on the opposite sex, and it's never, it's not even an issue anymore. Um, and right. so to me, that happens way too much, man. And I saw it with my own eyes, and yeah. I didn't panic. I didn't push either side. I just like, let's just everybody pop our brakes. And it was the adults in the room, mind you. It was the adults in the room that I had to kind of like get onto. It wasn't my child. It was the adults. I had to say, hey, pop your brakes. Y'all are caring about this way too much. Like, just just chill out. Right. Let it be what it is. Fast forward. And and uh, by all intended purposes, it looks like this person is a heterosexual individual at this point and is no longer a question. But it was because everything around them was telling them that this is what's, what's cool. This is what's in. This is what you should do. Um, and they didn't understand the feelings that they were having. Um, and, and for me, I think that happens way too much that we don't look into to allow them to just start taking, you know, pills and, and surgeries and things of that nature. Right. And the insurmountable, irreversible damage that we may be doing in the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the, my concern is also for like the story that we've heard about the four-year-old, right? So, so now the family is completely dressing the child up and, in, in, in the opposite, which is, you know, uh, I get, what you're thinking you're doing, but at the same time, now, what does it do to like, let's say your kid Trinity, uh, your son is at school and your son knows 
you know, uh, something's different with this kid and, and, and make some a comment or a mark. Now your kid ends up in disciplinary action. So now your kid has to like fast forward their maturity process, their, their understanding and everything, because now they're going to get in trouble for supposedly bullying, maybe even a hate crime. When in reality, it's just, it's just different. It's so different that right. the kid makes a comment. They make comments about kids being fat, skinny, short, tall, sure. you know, big nose, no nose, big ears. That's what kids do. But yeah. but we never have called those things hate crimes. Well, right? there's another there's another thing too that I don't I don't think it gets discussed enough. Actually, I, I don't. It seems to be swept under the rug. And I, I think maybe I'm just guessing here. On one side, there's denial, and on the other side, there's a fear of being called like some sort of name or slur. Right. What I mean by that is there was another video out recently that I saw. There was like a like a gay pride parade or something like that, mm -hmm. um, and there was a little kid. I couldn't have been any more than like, I don't know, I'm going to say between seven and 12, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. um, and this guy, I, I, I think it was a dude, it appeared as a woman, but I don't know what it was. Um, but it was teaching this little kid to dance on a stripper pole. It was like, <laughs> it was promoting it. And the mom was there and they were all cheering on like, yeah. And then the person posted, hey, my kid's a natural, right? That was in New York. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is this. There is another element to this that I don't think gets talked about enough. Is there some people with some nefarious ideas and there's some damages being done? Yes. I, I don't think teaching my kids or promoting my kids to dance on a stripper no. pole is exactly no. the way to raise them the way I want them to. That's not to say that everybody, person, every girl or every dude that's out there on a stripper pole right now is somehow no. less than, but I'm going to say even they probably didn't, that wasn't the plan that they had. Yeah. Right? That's where they ended up at, right? No. It's like Denny's. Nobody plans to go there. You just end up there. <laughs> and, so, and so for me i think there is a danger to that right like they're they're not very they're not a very good representation i don't right. think right? right like i've seen pictures of like gay pride parades where people are walking with like dildos stuck to them all over the place just ultra flamboyant i get it you're an adult do your thing bro but, but you're not the person then that can turn around and make the argument that i'm not raising my kids right like you, you're the image that you're putting out there, I don't think I'm a homophobic because I don't want my children to hang around some dude right. with dildos all over him. Right. I, I don't think that's appropriate for anybody to do, let alone around a bunch of kids. And so I think that that's the argument that gets lost in here is, is, is like you're somehow bad if you have a different set of morals. And right. I, I think that that's, I don't think it gets talked about enough, man. Like I don't, I don't think the side that is very pro is is acknowledging there are some very real predators out there doing some right. very horrendous right. things to people and using this as a guise. They just want to act like that doesn't exist. And 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 you're gonna never get people on your side unless you can at least acknowledge that. And that's why I said it's so much of a bigger conversation. And yeah. it's like I don't think anyone wants to be anti anyone else's privacy exactly. and what they do. I, I really believe that most people on this planet want you to be able to do whatever you do over there just you know that's it's it doesn't really affect me right most yeah. of us are, are relatively selfish in our orbit right uh we like what we like you like what you like okay however when you start getting into the po the potentials of abuse uh, you know like when we were talking about the abortion issue not too long ago when we found out this young the, the bigger story apparently about the 10 year old was that she got an abortion in a different state <laughs> yeah, rather than the fact that, that she Which was raped. Completely false. Right. Well, but the bigger deal is that the, she was raped. That's the bigger deal is, is what I'm saying is that that was the, the huge story. The story is that that child is it may still be in an unsafe environment. 
And Hang so, on a second. You cannot have sexual relations with a 10-year-old without it being rape. I know, but that's what I'm saying is the, the fact is is that there's a parent still involved in, in that kid's life that may still put that same child in an unsafe environment. And I think that was the bigger story, right, is that parents, we need to do a better job of protecting our kids. And, and I get that sometimes bad things happen uh, to the kids of good parents, but I'm saying that that should have been the, the, the overwhelming story. Well, in this kind of situation of transgender care, I don't think that – well, I'm hoping – that the bigger converse or the bigger agreement is, yeah, maybe nothing surgical until after 18, but even the psychological stuff that could happen, let's, let's, let's at least have a conversation about it without being called uh, homophobic or hateful because uh, I know I'm not homophobic. I'm not anti, but yet I do question some of the, 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 the ideology that a four-year-old, my own little four-year-old child is somehow now identifying a certain way or not a certain way. I, I just don't, I don't buy into that. I think that, that adults do implant things. I do it. I think, I think, uh, uh, marketing is, is a true value. That's why it's a trillion dollar business. Marketing works. Uh, uh, you know, I think psychological, uh, warfare does exist. I think manipulation does exist. And I'm not saying you guys are doing it. If you happen to have a young child, that is, I'm just saying that you may be, different you might be the isolated incident where you happen to have a four-year-old truly uh, a, a true four-year-old that identifies as something else but that doesn't mean all the four-year-olds out there yeah. you know came through it the same way some of them may come through it from abuse some of them may come through through manipulation or some adults has implanted some things on them for their own whatever reasons and so i think that whenever you come to at, to children we should protect them just differently to, so to find out that we're having this dis discussion and starting the process. To me, it's very much like grooming. Grooming is something looked upon as a process that's negative. You should not groom a child to become sexually involved, even in a heterosexual manner. So why is it okay to groom children to think a certain type of way in a non-heterosexual manner? I, I think grooming is dangerous, and I think we, we need to watch all adults that play in the room of children. All I adults. Well, I, think that, I think that you just hit the nail on the head. It's it's not you can pick whatever you want to pick at the time, whether it's the LGBTQ conversation, whether it's, you know, are we straight? Are we gay? Are we transgender? The sexualization of our children is what we're getting wrong. Remember when it used to be a shame, like it was shameful to be caught having promiscuous sex before marriage. Yeah. or before a certain age, yeah. or, you know, we've gotten away from that. We've eliminated so many elements of accountability right. in our society that how do we hold it? And it's just like anything else that we, we've, we've had these conversations before, and I've commented back and forth. Without the moral standard, there's no accountability. If, and in this process, we continue to sexualize our children we're eliminating the moral accountability that's associated with sex and yeah. what it's what its true purpose is supposed yeah. to be about. Yeah. And then when it goes when it goes sideways, we want to blame everybody else. We want to blame the the cultural unacceptance of the situation right. instead of calling it what it is and saying that well you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. You should have let them grow up. You should have let them mature and right. you should let them decide for themselves after it's after when it becomes their responsibility to take care of themselves. Right. Well, the thing is, is, you know, you know, sex ed in school really isn't 
very well done anyway. No. Right? You know, so, no. we, you know, teenage pregnancies are teenage pregnancies, right? Um, so when we get to this kind of conversation, it just highlights it. It's like, it's like, listen, you know, you, you guys are struggling. Look, we know how I feel. Look, I got a lot of teachers close to me and I, and I know that my, my views and opinions are mine and, and, and I get a lot of hate for, well, for I agree with my views on teachers and stuff. But I, I just think, you know, it's hard enough just to be a teacher and do your job, you know, but I don't think you're immune to, to criticism. And I don't think your system is immune to criticism. And that's the problem. Like we've somehow made the educational system like like it's a convent. Like you can you can make fun of priests and They're nuns so more than you can make fun of teachers, you know, in the in the school system. And no, man, the school system is no place to be doing some of these things because faith does exist in so many people. And you have to respect people's faith and ideology and culture and belief systems. We do it in other countries. We should be able to do it in this country. I should be able to bring in faith, belief, and culture from another country and still keep it within my own home. You know, some of that doesn't all have to bleed out into the norms here. Now, now, it's so weird how we have to even have a discussion about certain things under 18 when even in the uh, regular everyday community of, of, of gender identity, we can't have these discussions you know, under 18, like you have to be over 18 to do so many things or speak about certain things or be active in certain things. In other words, if, if we have a 24 year old adult that wants to even try to groom a 15 year old child into a sexual activity, we 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 are rightfully so up in uproar. We get upset. So I'm not saying that gender identity is sexualized or it has to be sexualized but we know some people do sexualize and they, it is more of a sexual thing like trinity said uh, look i've been to a parade uh, where it, uh, a festival thing where it was there were there were a lot more sexualized sexualization i should say a lot more penises there than at a regular parade you know <laughs> yeah a, a regular parade doesn't get that it's just simply it is what it is right but for some reason there is a segment of uh, the gay society that, that, that does that. Not all of them. There's a lot of gay people that don't like that. That don't. They're, they're not cool with that. They think that 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 puts the wrong image on them. And 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 I get their point as well. But anytime we talk about gender or sexuality, I think that we shouldn't allow permanent responses to things prior to 18. If that's our marker, if 18 is our marker, then anything permanent underneath 18 needs to be carefully watched and grooming should be a part of that. Uh, not necessarily the, the, just the, the cutting off or adding, but there is a psychological uh, thing that can start happening very much younger and, and it can be problematic. Hey man, I worked in a treatment hospital where I remember we had a therapist that, that, that thought everybody was sexually abused to the point where it, we used to, we used to say, man, we used to say, dude, I think this dude's implanting thoughts in people because every single one of that dude's clients, every single one came out with discovering that they were sexually abused and then and then and it had a call out session to the family members. Oh, my God, we got so much hate from family members because every single one had a call out session. And we were like, dude, this guy's implanting this. It has to be. It's, it's impossible that he's batting a thousand. Impossible. <laughs> statistically, that can't happen. It just doesn't happen statistically. Yeah. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. So that's yeah, I, my concern because I've seen therapists and, and very gifted psych people in the in the in the in the, the business of psych be able to implant possibilities in people's heads. So it's dangerous. Yeah, and, and I do believe 
that on the flip side of this thing, right? Like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm this dude that doesn't hear the other side, right? I 100% understand and agree that something has to be done about that kid that feels so different and unseen oh God, yes. and unheard that ends up like killing themselves because they don't feel like they fit in or whatever. No. That has to be addressed. I don't know right now how it needs to be addressed. I think that there needs to be a, a, a conversation with people from all different areas, right? Like people who are very pro, people very anti. Like right. I think we need to come together as a society right. and figure out how best to handle that. Because I don't think forcing that person to take on you know my views is the right way but i also don't think letting them run wild with their own views is the right way either right. like i think there's a middle ground in there somewhere um but if we can't have dialogue we'll never find that middle ground and then and each side is just going to get further entrenched um and like i said the the reason why this group has so many because it feels good to simply say to that one person's story that i heard really something should have been done and i agree with you I just don't know if I agree with what should be done. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's curious, man. You know, it's weird. Cause, and, and I know Trinity and, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, we, we, we remember this, right? And Richard, you probably remember this too. There's always that one kid that even from young, man, like elementary school, we just knew. And they probably knew. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel bad for that kid. Cause there's, there was always at least that one kid that, that it was like overwhelmingly just yeah. obvious, you know? Uh, so that I, I, w I would wish that we would have some sort of test that they you could just test and say, well, there it is. You know, yeah. then you could say, follow the science. Then we can get it. Well, then we could tell everybody, look, follow science. This person genetically is not the same as right. you. And therefore, that's why they feel and in, in, in want a certain difference. But the reason it's not done in this case is because all too often it's not about something scientific. It's something psychological. And yet we're not allowed to say it because when we did, when the psychological community did go that they were acting like. You know, you were there's something was wrong with you yeah. because you thought a certain way. And that was wrong, too. We should have never done it that way. Agreed. Um, it, 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 so there is a better way to do this. I don't think we're there yet where we found a better way to have this conversation. Or, but at least we're talking about it. And by talking about it, we can get there. You know, the pendulum has swung real far a certain direction. The fact that we're saying uh, transgender care rather than gender identity care or gender, e even just gender understanding care, because yeah. that's the way it should be. I think all kids should learn, um, you know, things that are natural um, but we also need to learn there are polarities and polarities exist and we need to respect people's polarities. Well, the other issue I see with this, with this, uh, maybe not this specific, uh, situation, right. but the, the, the argument as a whole, I guess, um, and, and, and <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I hope I don't get a bunch of hate mail for this uh, one, but, you will. um, probably the, the thing that, that bothers me personally that I, I see as, not good for the argument if you will like if you're trying to have an argument to be heard I, I think there's certain ways to go about it and i think there's a certain way that they're going about it that's just hurting them and, and that is this idea that that because you say you are something you are that mm. like ignoring what i see to be reality and in, in like five thousand plus years of human existence um meaning you know if if somebody i know if a friend of mine comes to me and says hey you know i'm want to i'm i'm now from now on you're going to call me this and it's the opposite sex as i know them right and i'm friends with that person i will absolutely as a friend call them by whatever they want to be called it doesn't bother me like i don't really care it doesn't bother me that's how you want to live your life cool thing the where i have a problem is 
that doesn't mean you actually are that thing. Right. That's where I think I have a problem in. Right. Other words, then, hang on a second. Then aren't you just contributing to the illusion? No, not at all. Um, if if Louis were to come, I'm going to use you as an example. If Louis were to come to me tomorrow and say he wants to be Lisa from now on, and he just feels like his whole life has been a lie, as a friend, I will accommodate that. I'm like, okay, you know, call you Lisa. What do I care? You know. Um, now, if Louis were to start trying to convince me that he actually is a woman, I'm going to have to tell him you're not like you're a dude that that feels like a woman wants to live that way by all means do your thing but the meaning of the word doesn't change based upon your feelings right like how you feel inside does not change the meaning of the actual right. english language that we've all come to know so me treating you and i think that's where they overstep dude i really do yeah, i, I think they that. i think they overstep by wanting the rest of us just to conveniently forget or to change the meaning of words and language right I don't have a problem if that's how you want to live your life. I'll support it, man. Do your thing. But you still, as a, like Lou, you're still going to have to go get a prostate exam. Women don't do that. Like, that doesn't change. And, yeah. I, and I think that that's where. Yeah, but the issue comes, the issue comes when it's just like we've talked about. We've, we've let, in, in our society, and this is a hot button topic, but just about anything from an accountability standpoint, we continue to let go and we continue to let go and we continue to let go and, and we get further away from center. We get further away from truth. At some point you look back and you go, well, how did we get here? Well, the, how, how you got here was going when they wanted to be called Lisa or they wanted to be identifying as a female when we know that biologically they are not that's step one in that process. See, that's a that's an argument I don't think I can sign off on, because if Louis comes to me normal says he wants to be Lisa, that doesn't affect my life, my kids' yeah. lives. Yeah, like, it's like having a nickname. Yeah, I don't give but two shit. Never, but with this particular issue, it never stops there. But it, but it, but it, but it can. I mean, well, listen, uh, I agree with I agree with what you're saying, Trinity and, and and Richard. What I'm what I'm adding to this is that if we can have the adult conversation and say, look, what you, what what you want to be called is what you want to be called. But yes, it doesn't change that your actual gender is something different. You know, you can be identified as different, but that doesn't mean that it actually did change you biologically. You still are what you were biologically now. Now, but that's but that, where the push pull is in the conversation right but, now. But that's because there's polarities. That's because there's, there's always a pendulum swing. I think we'll get to a place where it's actually a Literally. little bit more. Un, I think we'll get to the yeah. middle point. You know, that's why we are the middle. The most people are normal, rational people that are okay with what you do privately and how you want to be addressed. You want a nickname, have a nickname. You want to be called something different, call something different. But don't tell me that the, the definition of woman is no longer what it is. Don't tell me that moms are no longer what they are. And I think that's where it goes too far. I agree with you, Trinity. That's, and that hurts the movements. Yes. That, that hurts yes. progress. You know, like, when you take well, things too far, it hurts the actual progress and the movement. Like you're never going to convince me that Bruce Jenner didn't exist and win gold medals. Right. That happened. Like, and I, I shouldn't I be saw called that. an asshole. I shouldn't be called an asshole or a homophobic because I still refer to him yeah, as Bruce I, Jenner. I dead named him or whatever you know? they call it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's my thing is is I still refer to her now as a her. And and, and was it? I don't even know that. Caitlyn Jenner, I think, is what the name Caitlyn. is now. Well, yeah. She I, still has his stuff. Yeah, it doesn't see. I don't care. I don't concern myself what's happening between their legs, right? If you want me to call you uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner from now on and, and and say she, I have no problem in that. That's fine. But I'm not going to forget that Bruce Jenner was around for the better part of like three decades, right. four decades, right. and accomplished a lot of things. That still happened. 
Yeah. Okay. She didn't, she so, didn't change until their mother. Okay. She is still so their father. Hang on a second. So let's get past. Okay. So let's just say that from a societal standpoint or for cultural standpoint, for argument's sake, we could get past the, the, the vocal identity of each individual person. Now we've moved on to sports. And we let males, com- biological males, compete. Uh, yeah, I don't agree female. with that either. Not, I don't agree a, with that either. And, and that's a but whole that, other. But, hey, but that's, that's my the, point. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. But, this is, but that, I'm I'm trying to make my point. That was the that that was one of the next steps in the progression. When yeah. you give up one way over here, okay, that's they're done far. fighting that. You gave yeah. up that. Now we're on to the next one. Well, now I don't have the validity to. I don't have the ability to stand where I was on the issue because I already gave up a little bit over here. I, I got an answer for that. I got an answer for that. So, so in, in, in business, right. Sometimes you make concessions, right. You make deals. And part of the deal sometimes is which, whichever has of greater value. Sometimes you have to pay depending on which one has of greater value. So it doesn't matter if it's this way or that way, whichever one is of greater value, then that's what you're going to have to pay. Right. Sometimes you have to make business deals like this. I think that's how that whole sports thing should be. And, and we, in sense in, in sport, uh, typically it's uh, the you should all females or people that identify as males should be able to play in a male sport but it shouldn't necessarily go the opposite direction again because in that sport it's a lot more difficult and it tends to be more difficult and it tends to be more competitive so i'm all cool i think that's the way it should be whichever one has a greater competition you should have to compete in that if you if if you were in between i do not like the fact that uh People in sport are put in a situation where they have to be quiet about this or not say something about this because then a fear of being attacked. I mean, even when they're on news and stuff like that, they get a lot of hate yeah. uh, and called like they're they're homophobic people. And I know they're just trying to defend their sport or or whatever. I think this only affects females because I don't think there's any guy sport out there that's worried about this problem. All the guy <laughs> no. sports will easily say, come here. You want to play over here? Come play over here. You, yeah. you want to identify as a male and complain our sports? Come do it. It's fine. They're not worried at all. It's only the female sports that are affected in this issue. And therefore, again, it's an attack on females in 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 our lifetime where they're not being protected because, again, men have decided that it's OK to go into a female sport and beat them. And, and it, it's just I don't know why the women's groups allow this to happen again. They get beat up all the time. Women's groups are always being abused and getting beat up and, and, and forced to to take backseat on, on situations. I mean, there's shows you already because you already made it acceptable right. at right. some degree. But but I think but I think the, the, the well, look, to continue my issue, there's shows on television that are no longer on television because they're considered racist. Right. Yet. Yeah, because that's a bigger conversation. Apparently that conversation got more traction than the abuse of women, which has always been talked about, but never got any traction enough because I am a fan of black and white television. Everybody knows this, right? Trinity, I talk about it all the time. No matter what black and white television show I watch, whether it be Rawhide, Perry Mason, whether it be an old black and white movie, every single one, at some point, a woman gets hit. A woman gets slapped. Every single one. And yet that is on TV still. That is still out there. What I'm saying is we we continue to focus on whoever is yelling and is crying out the most to say, hey, I am the worst of the I get treated the worst of the worst of all humans. Therefore, I should get special attention. And we tend to give that person attention. But women consistently have been attacked and abused and attacked and abused in the entire world, not just this country. So no, don't start with that. Just America crap, because it's all over the world. 
that women get treated a certain type of way, and yet it continues to get ignored, including in this issue. Women took a back seat because they have to allow that a person comes into their sport saying, I identify as a woman or I'm now a woman, they have to be able to be beat. That's just the way it is for women, period, and I don't know how it continues to be allowed. And I know Trinity and I differ a little bit on issues when it comes to to, to women in, in this society in, in relation to that, but that's just my personal opinion. I think that it, it boils down to that. Anyway, I'm, enough I'm, on this topic. Like, yeah. What's the next topic? Yeah. We got All one right. topic. Uh, next topic is uh, let's do the, this one should be quick. Let's do the Freedom of Information Act. So I, I don't know if it actually falls under that or not, but that's what we're going to call it for the purposes of this discussion. Um, but essentially, I, I stumbled across this a story. Um, I think it was, I want to say Nebraska, but I, I don't think it mattered. To me, the story doesn't matter as much as the premise. Let me put okay. that out there. Right. The story was uh, with the recent abortion laws that happened, uh, uh, I think it was Nebraska, there was a, a, a mom and a daughter that got in trouble for facilitating an abortion. Um, and the way they were kind of caught was Facebook gave the Facebook messaging stuff. And that's how they caught them was the, the messaging back and forth. So to me, I think that just introduces an interesting um, dilemma or philosophical debate as far as is, is there an assumption of any sort of privacy between a conversation there? You're saying because it was already happening. Yeah, it was already happening before this whole Roe versus Wade thing is what you're saying. Oh, I don't know when it was. What happening. does that have to do? With, what does that have to do with FOIA? It doesn't. That's why I said for the purposes of discussion, it was just information, right? So the idea, though, that that Facebook can then turn my private conversations over. Because, like, for instance, my iPhone, if I have a text message back and forth and they want to get into my oh, iPhone, they can't. They I'm can't sorry. get into it. Yeah. So Apple can't then just turn it. And there's been many of stories where Apple, like, was told by the FBI to give it to us, and Apple said no. There's a certain amount of a, a degree of uh, uh, privacy that's extended there. Huh. So are they then uh, them giving over the Facebook messaging? Does that kind of interfere with, with those rules of privacy? Or the assumption, the argument can be made on both. I think, right? On one side, you could say, "Hey, it's it's their platform. They technically own everything that's on there, so they can keep it." However, it's understood there's a certain amount of privacy that's supposed so to be. You're available. asking if it, you're asking if if third parties such as Facebook should be allowed to give away private conversations that would fall under, say, um, you know, illegal search and seizure laws. Yes. Because that's well, kind of a big deal to me. What they were getting in trouble for—that's a debate for a different day. But the fact well, that they're going to give if you messages. Read, if deal. you read Facebook's disclaimers when you for their, for their terms of terms of use, they'll tell it says it right there: your pictures and your information, and they own it. Yeah, well, that's what I said. You can make that argument, but there's also um, a an understood or a generally accepted uh, amount of privacy because that happens, right? Like I can film you the second you leave your house. Because there's no reasonable expectation that I shouldn't when you walk out of your house. Now, I, I can't film you in your house, but I can film you outside of it. Even though some verbiage of laws might disagree with that, it's a socially accepted um, amount of, of privacy that you lose by stepping outside. So it's the same concept to me. Uh, uh, even though there's no, uh, even though they, they, they say in their, their bio or their uh, uh, terms of service, hey, this is all ours. 
it's still reasonably expected for most people. Hey, this is my stuff. This is my private conversation. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because from a legal standpoint, they can now turn that information over and use it as they see. I don't. Fit. I don't think there is a legal standpoint with social media just yet. We technology has advanced much faster than our laws have. So I don't know if there's a law specifically on the books that says, "Hey, if you're on a, a technological." you know, a site or a social media site, having what you think to be a private, you know what I mean? I don't think but that you're asking you're, but what you're asking, you're saying that there is a reasonable expectation. Well, no, there isn't because you, you agreed to the terms of use. It's their information. They say it specifically what you post on our platform. We own. You're right about that, but nobody reads that. <laughs> nobody ever reads that. Nobody reads that. They say that on Apple too, but yeah, Apple won't but get that's over not your, Facebook's your data. Problem. And I'm not here right. to defend Zuckerberg or Facebook, but that's not <laughs> Facebook's problem. Yeah, I think you're right. If you are, like, right. There, there's, no, like I, I said, I still believe in America. I, I still believe in laws. Yeah. I still believe in the rule of law. Sure. Unfortunately, I have to defend Facebook in this position. Right, right. No, I, I agree in the I sense that- I can't help it if you're not, if you are too lazy to read the disclaimer Maybe. that they Maybe. put out there and all you want to do is click. I'm too, I'm too lazy to read Yeah, I got to be honest- I don't, uh, so I'm kind of with you on this one in the sense that I don't think, I think Big Brother's always watching. So I'm old school. I'm an old school criminal. I believe that there should be no witnesses. I don't think you should tell anybody anything. And I don't think you should ever write down anything or send anything that you don't want somebody looking. Amen. Amen. That's but how I, I taught my kids. That's yeah, how me and my wife taught our kids. Like, don't I put would anything. never text you. Like, you ain't going back. Yeah, if I buried a body somewhere, I'm not going to text you. Hey, man, guess what? I just nope, not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I like, had a really, I had a really good mentor as a kid. He used to tell me, he said, "Son, don't ever write or say anything that you don't expect to be reading or put out right. there in public." Yeah, that's right. Um, so I, to an extent, I don't feel sorry for uh, uh for the people who got caught doing it. Like that was nope. on you for co nope. communicating back and forth. Nope. Um, having said that, I just do think that it, it is an interesting debate that uh, uh, like Apple, for instance. You know, I haven't read their terms of service either, to be honest with you. But Apple will not turn over my data. Like, if the cops want to get in my phone, Apple's not going to do it. They've well, Apple's a little bit time. different. Yeah. Well, Apple's Apple Apple products are a lot different than what you're talking about from Facebook. Is it? You're talking about you're talking about them giving access to your personal device. It's not the same. Text messages. Well, text messages that were done on the exact same device, mind you. Did I did I sign that? Did I sign something? Probably, <laughs> I don't. I don't know probably. what I signed. You signed away your first one child, is what you did. <laughs> Look, here's what I do know. It, the, the way when you sent me the story, Trinity, um, sure. you sent it, and it was a story that happened to have abortion, and it happened to have a conversation about. Yeah, that wasn't it. the the and content I, though for me. I'm I'm hearing now that that's that wasn't the reason you wanted to bring it up, but I thought it was. So at least it's worth mentioning because sure. what was interesting about it is that we haven't heard about the Freedom of Information Act and all this conversation about privacy and all that stuff until the Roe v. Wade thing overturned. And in that story that you showed, it showed that they had already been getting that information prior to the Roe v. Yeah. Wade thing. There was already a lot of argument, a lot of people doing illegal stuff. Prior oh, hang to on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you talking about this was an elected official's phone? No, no. no. No, no, no. Was it a was it a, was it a public citizen. servant's phone? No, private citizen. Private citizen. Private citizen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, look, it, 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 this is for everybody out there. If you, if you, I, I and, <laughs> don't and write it down. It it had to change my look in counseling teenagers for for somebody. This also had to be it because as soon as phones came out to be sexting became a thing, and man, the amount of times that 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 I've heard somebody say, "But he has pictures of me blankety blank." doing blankety yeah. blank or video me it's like 
don't ever send pictures of your genitalia to somebody because they'll never delete it. They don't delete it. Nope. They keep it. There, yep. there, there, there's people that have secret little files and their secret little stuff that they'll keep because it's so yep. hard to delete good shit. Yep. You know, it's just really hard. Even some fun, it's just hard to delete something really funny or hard to delete something that you just may find interesting later. Maybe you don't yep. today. Maybe you're not allowed to today, but it, it makes it very difficult for people to delete that stuff. So don't send it, don't keep it, and don't take it of yourself. I think that's all that needs to be said on that that's one. That's it. Uh, so our last Polaroid. Our last topic. <laughs> and then get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, or burn it. Um, all right. Our last topic, which right. I think is an interesting one as well, um, is uh, so recently they announced that ah. uh, there's the hiring of 87,000 new no. IRS agents. No. There no. is. Uh, now, what they say is that's to help the things run smoother and that's to, to further go after the, the people who are evading taxes and everything else. The other side says that's BS. The people who are really going to pay is the middle class, and because they're the ones that always pay. So, dude, what? Wait a minute. Wasn't it when 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 Donald Trump was going to be a president when he was like running for office? Did he say he was going to get rid of the IRS? Um, I don't know. Wasn't that what is that? What I, I, I for some reason that sticks in my mind. Richard, didn't he say he was going to get rid of the IRS? And why didn't he? Who Trump said he was going to abolish the IRS? I, I could have swore he said he was going to get rid of the IRS back in 2015 or 16. You know, I think he said something like that, but I don't remember if it was like a real thing or if it was an off-the-cuff comment. I, I don't remember. There's been so much said in the last six years, it's hard to keep <laughs> back to that. <laughs> well, I will vote for whoever says that. <laughs> uh, I'm not... I'm not opposed to abolishment of the IRS by any stretch of the imagination. That's for sure. But um, no, I think that I, I honestly, well, dude, I struggle to find a, a, a secretary right now. I, it's hard to find people that are willing to work for the prices that we're going to pay them now or even come to work. I, we have, we schedule, and this is no lie. We schedule so many interviews at the office and I swear only 20% of the people show up. Even less than twenty percent of these people getting, even show up. You're getting twenty percent to show up. I think you're doing pretty good. But right, right. You can't um, get people to work these days, and they're going to hire eighty seven of that. So think of the quality of people that are going to have IRS badges <laughs> looking oh, into your man. shit. Ouch. Just think of the quality of worker. Yeah. Right. I, I, we, I, I unless, don't know. unless they tell me they're going to empty out all Chick Fil A employees and they're all going to become IRS right. workers, we I'm going to say hell no. We can't run the mail service efficiently without a $1.2 billion deficit a year. What makes us think we need 87,000 more IRS agents? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, number. on one hand, if they truly do go after the right people, did you see the posting for the job description? Yeah, yeah. That's, standard for, that's standard for law enforcement. What does it say? Wait, what does it say? That they can carry well, guns and they have to shoot somebody if they needed to. Willing to use deadly force if yeah. necessary? That, that, I'm not worried. That's standard for law enforcement. Like that's, oh, yeah, if not, you're going to be a revenue, you better come, you better come packing. If you're going to be a revenue, yeah. you better come packing. They know who they're going after if they need guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, no, but the thing that gets yeah. me, though, is is... I agree, man. I agree with the sentiment that it's always the middle class that gets stuck with this stuff. Always. I, I don't see 87,000 people suddenly making all these rich people pay a little bit more always. or whatever. I don't see it happening. I see well, us getting in is, trouble. <laughs> this was one of my favorite things about Rush Limbaugh, and God rest his soul, but Rush Limbaugh, you, whenever he got on uh, the topic of the IRS, he'd always say two things. He'd go, well, First of all, there's 42% of America that doesn't qualify to pay federal income tax, so they don't even qualify. 
So 40% of the 42% of the American public don't pay taxes. He says, now, when you talk about the top 1%, and he used to use himself as the example, he goes, I have a team of lawyers that their job is specifically to keep me from paying any more in taxes yep. than I have to. Yep. I am not exclusive to that club. The less than one percenters all have those teams. So the IRS doesn't go after the less than one percenters. They go after the ones that don't have the representation. Me. Yep. You. You. That's what I'm saying. I, I just feel Us. that they're going to be making the our middle. lives harder. <laughs> yeah, you, here's the other thing that you remember, too. And when they when they make these moves and nobody ever thinks about it, 68% of all jobs in America exist in what's classified as a small business. Okay? Not the Walmarts, the Amazons, the Targets, the groceries. These are small businesses of less than 500 employees that contribute 70% of the jobs in America. So when you go on the attack, from a tax standpoint, economically, you're attacking those blue-collar trade jobs. Every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if I like the idea of a bunch but more IRS people looking maybe, at this stuff. Maybe they need more people because they're going to write more checks for everybody. And they need more <laughs> check yeah. you sure. know, they need more people to run the print. It's just IT. It's just They're just improving the IT department. Right, right. Well, they did say something like that, though. More people answering the phones and stuff. They did say that. Oh, so yeah. it's going to be India or the Philippines yeah, or something exactly. like this. That we, we don't have to because we don't have to hire in the United States when it comes to those jobs. We know it's that my American Express, yeah, my American Express, yeah, my American Express is not answered in the United States, no. which I find weird because it's American Express, and then well, they expressed it's, it's, it over there. <laughs> it's literally my social security number, you know, overseas. You know, I think that's a little interesting. Yeah, but okay. Oh, well, that's all of our uh, written topics, by the way. That's a lot of topics, man. That's it is, man. Stuff, man. We've already been on for two hours now. I think it's uh, time to yeah, uh, vacate. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the nation, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Jesus, guys. when is It's election time, too, right now, isn't it, Richard? Primaries. Primaries? Right, you're 90 days away from your mid, your mid, uh, your midterms. Okay, so 90, 90 days, days away from out. midterms. All right. So listen, people, start reading up on who your local people are, your local government. That's who affects you more, not this whole national stuff. This national stuff is in entertaining. I'm not going to say it's not. You know, uh, hey, Tr Trump was entertaining. Biden's entertaining. You know, it's entertaining. I'll touch, it, and I'm going to touch on something real quick. And, and okay. you guys may want to do your research and talk about it because I think this is a really important topic. So, okay, um, and it's something that we're fighting here at the local level with the education system in in our in our county government. Okay. So the new Senate bill, the new spending package that's coming down with all the different restrictions associated with it. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of media outlet that have picked up on it, but for the last two years, because of COVID, a portion of the COVID dollars that came from the government. Uh -huh. um, actually gave free and reduced breakfast and lunches across the board to all of our educational establishments, which means we were feeding all of the children in that came to school were at least getting breakfast and lunch. Now, that there's a sunset on that funding because the COVID funding is going away. Now, in the new bill, the new Senate bill, they're wanting to reintroduce or continue to fund breakfasts and lunches um, across the board. Um, the only problem is, is now they've started to attach the strings that they will typically do from the federal level when it comes to either curriculum or some of it has to do with the transgenders conversation. I would look into that because th the 
the left right now is saying that they are willing to basically say, if the kids go hungry, if we don't get our way. And we've got a problem with that in our education system because we know of the numbers pretty staggering just here in Iredale County of the number of children that could potentially go hungry if that funding doesn't come through for the school systems. If the schools don't, if the schools do not agree to follow the protocols that are put through with this package, they won't get the funding for free and reduced lunch in our school systems. And I, that's, that's a national issue. That's not just exclusive. Yeah. yeah no, it, you know, it's always sad to hear that most kids only meal of the day can come from school. So anytime they yeah. talk about food in school, I mean, that's, that's sad. And it shouldn't be that crappy square pizza. That they try to pass. Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong pizza. with that pizza. That pizza oh, was man. fantastic. Yeah. Y'all are nuts, man. I, I never worked that every fantastic. Friday. I'm glad that from middle school on, I lived in a in an area because I'm from Texas, boy, where you can leave the premises and, and then go eat. <laughs> I, I had a food every we Friday. We leave Bonneville, could we, Trinity? We could. No, not Bonneville, no way. That's little did. kids. I left. I left always, man. Let me tell you something. Bro. I'm not eating that damn square ass pizza. That pizza every Friday, man. You know, I like their French fries. For some reason, I like their fries, but that was it. Our middle school had like Pizza Hut and stuff that would come in that we could buy. Oh, you're from a generation you probably already had the the the, the some schools have like a what do you call it like in the mall, like a food court. Oh, no, no, we, didn't no. Have that. we didn't have any of that. They when, have I, it now. when I got when we got to university, I mean, the best that we had, I think they had Chick Fil A sandwiches, but they still had the what? square pizza and the taco salads. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you had to buy all that stuff. Yeah, you had to buy it all. I mean, we had they brought in a certain number of Chick Fil A sandwiches back in the day, but that was as I guess that was as food courtish as it would yeah, get. Well, that was yeah. right after that was they would they would send you into the cafeteria to get the Chick Fil A sandwiches right after you got wa- done watching the video in PE that told you how bad fast food was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Look at your local stuff, and and you know, I, I'd love to tackle that issue. And we should talk about that a little bit more and, and see, you know, what, what are they doing with our, our the old COVID money? Because there's a lot of conversation. What, what You know, what is the school going to do with all that COVID money that they didn't use? Um, well, you know, it's like, our- for instance, the, like I, as involved as I have been with county leadership, you know, the ARP funding, the American Rescue Plan funding is probably a whole different conversation. But they painted you. They wrapped the American Rescue Plan funding from a governmental standpoint into such red tape that you were basically backed into spending it on infrastructure. Well, roughly about six weeks ago, the federal government moved the goalpost again and said that if any of the money that you use from the American Rescue Plan um, generates revenue, then the original investment from the American Rescue Plan has to go back to your original American Rescue Plan allocations with the possibility if you don't spend it by 2026, it going back to the federal government. Well, when you backed everybody into infrastructure, what was that? It's water, sewer, and internet. All of them create revenue. So every dollar that you had spent out of the American Rescue Plan, your local government owed back to the federal government because they changed the rules. Hmm. They didn't really want you to spend the money. (laughs) Good times. Well, And that's why we vote, folks. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, I'll I'll be up in uh, your neck of the woods uh, September fourteenth, fifteenth time. So let's grab uh, some lunch or dinner yeah, or something. Yeah, definitely see you up there, man. That'd be cool. Uh, all right. Uh, so I'm assuming you guys have any final words? Any final word, Richard? Um, just stay informed. You know, be be the person that stays informed. Get to know your local officials. Get to know who's running your your area because the people that live closest to you will always be able to affect your lives the most. Amen to that, brother. Dharma guy. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say for from from a political perspective, I'd say uh, don't believe the hype, man, because everybody who's hyping you up, they got an agenda. Hey, man, I mean, there's nothing else need to be said other than that, man. It's like we are the middle. Uh, this is a show that focuses on middle perspective. Uh, so if you're on the Crip Blue side or the Blood Red side, we love you equally. Uh, we want you involved with our program. And thank you, for Richard, for coming on and representing like you did today. Uh, those of you that watch or listen, if you have an opposing views or thoughts and you have you want to be just like Richard was today, a guest on the show and, and, and share your opinions, you're more than welcome. As long as you're respectful, and as long as you can say it in 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 a in a respectful way, we, we'll have you on. It's not a big deal. All right, adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye.